In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at BackcountryHunters.org. Oh, man. Caught me off. Caught me off guard there. Sorry, bud. That's all right. We were just in the zone talking about all the current activity that's going on. Did my sound good? I feel like I'm, I'm quiet. Keep talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, yeah, it's getting better. Nice. You there say you it go. backwards. 
That's what the police do when they pull you over. Did you get? Did you? Jack, hit me with the ABC backwards. Z Y X V W U V V U. What is it? Chad, seven times eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, Four I was back. like clunking hard. That's a pipe. Full dad move right there. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of surprised, you know, because I went shooting with Emily like t- uh, maybe like two weeks before she left. And then uh, she's like, well, I'm just going to go by myself because I can't get anybody to commit. And. I'm just going to do to my To go own sheep thing. hunting? Like, just go up, go, yeah. Go solo sheep hunting? Sheep, like, just mountain hunting in general. And so I was stoked for her because I think a lot of her recent hunts that she's gotten to go do her with, you know, um, some really great opportunities where things are kind of established to some degree. And so um, this is a great chance for her to go out and kind of do her own exploring. Yeah, and, scouting and, down there. And learning and and failing and mm-hmm. and you know winning and the whole thing that goes along with you know i mean upper huffman's a big area beating the streets yeah it is but uh so yeah i got a random text from her i i had so i remember i had her her in reach from her grizzly hunt so i reached out to her a couple of days ago and was like hey checking in hope everything's good good luck to you yeah and then she hit me back with like they got, she met with somebody, they went in 19 miles, they have like 20-something days of food, which they obviously are planning to stay Yeah. a while, and they got on a ram like 60 yards and and blew it out. And Was so that legal? She didn't say. She oh. just, it was like, you know, sometimes in-reach messages are yeah. limited and kind of chopped or whatever, so. Does she have any archery? I th- yeah, she said she was going to take it with the intent to use it, depending on like the 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 corridor if she ended up going up into that area so um i asked her where you headed when she left and she said all the way up and so i kind of smirked and said yeah okay smart ass that's cool. awesome be safe <laughs> tippy top yeah <laughs> i was like okay all right i'll take that's that pretty as smart a- though i didn't to within the corridor oh so if you went in you could Bring yeah, both? so if Is you that, go, can you do that? Oh, she's going to the Brooks Range. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. know if that's where you she can? ended up going or yeah. not. But okay, you can bow hunt. You can bow hunt right from the road. Right. It, it seemed like sense. she didn't okay. have any general locked in. That's plan where the Rams are. As far as Alaska Range or Brooks, she was going by. But couldn't you see on the inreach? Uh, she didn't send if me. If I a saw location. me coming oh. with a bow, I'd be oh, like, she's smart. Yeah. Not even worried. <laughs> but uh, like, those bison you can get. Can you shoot those right? Because I've seen two right on the river right the there. The Or the muskox, I mean. That's that new tag. Yeah, that's archery. I mean, yeah. If you're within not, five miles of the river. It's not a tag, river. actually. Is that, no. is that, no, that draw is an archery, canceled. right? It, which, yeah. Muskox? I think it is, yeah. 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 That, that late but one? is it in that zone? Yeah. Is it oh, lower? Yeah. It's the whole thing? It's, it's yeah. a canceled no. permit. They're not doing it anymore. It's not. It's all over. Yeah. Yep. It didn't work out. So I know, but when they did have it open... Yeah, was it the whole thing? No one got any. Well, I asked. No, I (laughs) I asked because remember when we saw the muskox? Two fucking permits. When we saw the muskox, the biologist was stunned that we saw one that far south. Oh right, yeah, Mm -hmm. because you were on the south side, yeah. And so now, like, so now there's so many that they opened to hunt. No, I think they go further north, and there wasn't any there, so they closed it. Yeah, I think we. 
shouldn't have lied to him. Do not apply for it. It's not. It's well, I just not. You can't even apply for it anymore. Yep. Don't, it's done. don't, it's don't done. do it. You're just wasting your five dollars. <laughs> I think that one's like a hundred and fifty. So oh, oh it's yeah, more. Even yeah, worse. Yeah, oh, it's extra. All that money. Yeah. 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 That's just inflating. Yeah. Where's that? <laughs> Rec.gov. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Utah.gov. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Nunavik? Nunavik. The muskox hunt didn't exist. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it was just conceptualized. They're easy to spot. That's for sure. Have you seen one up close? The Tatanka. See Tatanka real close. Tatankas. I saw more of them than I saw caribou. Pretty tasty for people wondering what it tastes like. Because I remember Wes brought those sliders. When we used to have the meat mm. party at my house? No, he just brought them. You cooked them. I cooked it? Yeah. Because I was like, dude, what did you put on this? You're like, salt and pepper? I was like, you looked at me funny, and I was like, dude, that's the best burger I've ever had. Nice. Trent gave him that. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Trent gave that from his well, buddy. I made that on the grill. He couldn't go. You just made him a couple burgers. It wasn't a lot. That's right. That's two right. pounds of meat, but yeah. you made a bunch of burgers, and that... Sounds oh, delicious. Yeah, was I was like, oh, mm. okay. So this is why a muskox tag is $1,200 for a resident. Yeah, it it's good. really good. It yeah. does. How much meat comes off that? Got to be a lot. Yeah, you would it's think. a good question. They're not very tall. I always wondered Got to be I, at least 300 pounds, though. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I didn't. Yeah. I think there's less meat on them than what appears just it's like a wet there. cat. You just get them wet and it's nothing under there? Well, no, I don't mean maybe well, that. they're like a cow, so they're going to be like a... A buffalo, where a lot of that mass is stomachs and in sh- the front shoulders, so that you're not—they're not like a moose. I mean, I think a buffalo still. I think Jack's getting a, a gives close some to the same amount. Is this? <laughs> we're starting off with the trivia. Should I hit the button? Or? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, all right. Gonna change the show up, ladies one. and gentlemen. Starting with <laughs> trivia. Oh, don't tell us. Right here. <laughs> no, I, I already searched it, dude. Oh, you did? Yeah. You okay. Don't, don't, right, don't, okay. We're right. doing some trivia, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, okay. you're about to go muskox okay. hunting. So, how much does a muskox weigh, <laughs> male? And uh, roughly, how much does it dress out to? Okay, I'm gonna say on the bone for like live weight, nine, live weight, live weight, live and then, weight, and then uh, dressed out. Live weight is 650 pounds. Uh, dressed, I'm gonna say 225. I'm gonna say, oh, hell, not even that much. 800. 800 pounds live weight and i'd say 350 pounds i'm gonna go live weight 900 dressed out three the, tri- right. the trivia music is just so we had two right 300s anyway so yeah 800 pounds nice job okay and then 275 of meat oh so this is from the adfg oh, no, no, no. website for muskox hunting what does it say a moose? Twelve hundred and hmm, I didn't five hundred. Have you been to the muskox farm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but I've been the, to the, the one out right there in Palmer. No, I should go to dude. the you wildlife. Should take your girl place. out there. No, that one because you can walk around and they're like. No, I the, took Jamie for our anniversary to. The, they do it behind the scenes out oh, there at the conve- for like a hundred conservation. Bucks. Yes. Yeah. Well, well worth a hundred dollars. Really, dude? You go back there and you like. You get to be with them when they're like working with the animals. Jimmy Driesen told me about it because he went there. You got to ride. He got to go in there when they fed the bear. The bear does like no sign language, but Jamie got to feed uh, 
a baby muskox. But I'm saying you go to the muskox farm and you see one of these little guys right here. Yeah. Oh, You'd be like, oh. Yeah. Jamie got to feed that oh. thing. With the bottle? Yeah. Oh, that's it's, cute. And there, it's like, it was head-butting this uh, other girl that was back there. That'll change like, your life. So right picking her up off the ground in the ass, thinking like, just like, I know you're a mom, so get over here. Yeah. You know, one <laughs> time I was there with my kids when um, they were little. Like, Noah was like one. And um, they had these elk there, and there was like a young bull. And I was by the fence. And that fence ain't, Mm-mm. I mean, it's like a really big square wire fence. Yeah. Which ain't shit. It's just you know like what I'm saying? And wire. I'm like close to the thing. And I pick him up because he wants to see better. I put him on my shoulders. That thing turned and just rammed the fence, dude. Like right at me. Like try to get me. With a pot handful of knives. Mm-hmm. And the things went through. <laughs> like, you know, just went through the thing. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. It's, oh, it's horns went through? Yeah, man. Because it looked at me and it did like a, like a pot its foot real quick. And then it just, boom, just barreled into it. We had uh, the same <laughs> thing in? walking around with the family and like. Uh, the buffalo like herded it up Ooh. like six feet back from the fence <laughs> and like i was we were like kind of standing there I, I wasn't really paying attention to it and this truck pulls up and the guy's like you need to get back like now <laughs> he's like you see right there i was like oh yeah we should um keep it moving family because it's exactly that's all it is is that little like i mean it's like what we use for it's like wire mesh for porn slabs. Yeah, dude. Like they can run through that thing if they want it's to. It, I believe uh, <laughs> definitely 25 buffalo pissed off could mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That one that one bull muskox we got fairly oh, close dude, encounter. That he is gave you the still stink. side eye on you. He gave you the stink eye. Oh, they were on your side of the truck. Oh, my side. That was your side. Oh, you guys Shit. had an encounter on the U.S. stink eye? Yeah, on we, the caribou? we had a little family out in the middle of the road, and oh. we, they were running and flowing in the sun, and... Finally, the, the bull's kind of confused. Actually, I think that maybe the older female out of that group actually got the family off the road. Mm. And then the bull kind of came in behind. And, and they were like bull, like maybe a mom, another young female, almost as big as her, and then two babies. So it was like, looked like a full family. Yeah. And the bull is just clearly fucking yeah. hoss compared to those other, mm-hmm. you know, just com- in comparative to the you know like what a big mature bull looks like he mm-hmm. clearly was yeah. a specimen anyway they got off the road and chatted and window down and threw up the deuces at him and he was just like <laughs> just, <laughs> he was just he had fucking big ass horn sticking out he just he red, looked angry dude yeah, red demon eye yeah, just fucking running on the road you know he's like he ain't trying to run around yeah no, <laughs> i was like, like dude just get off the road man like i don't i don't want we you were, like I mean, we were so Key in my car. Gentle and slow <laughs> and like just real patient with them. You know? yeah. It was a really cool scene to see them like f- their hair just flowing and they're running. Yeah. They kind of look goofy running. Yeah. They don't look like a critter that wants to run a lot. Yeah. They, they look like they just want to. Like they should be on the Muppets, man. Yeah. <laughs> Muppets or Star Wars. What's or some the top shit? speed? Yeah, can we do? Can we? Ooh, can, yeah, we can we do the top up. speed here? <laughs> well, I was doing forty-five. <laughs> just joking. I definitely was not. We were going like we were going like three miles an hour. I, I have it on the shirt album. Ooh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna say top speed forty four. That seems fast. Forty four miles an hour. Forty four miles. That okay. Forty four. Damn. No. I'm saying. Thirty miles an hour. Because a human top can run like speed muskox right? is gonna run. 
18 miles per hour. 37. Two. Oh, damn. damn. Pretty fast. I'm disrespecting that bad chicken, yeah, dude. Pretty fast. Wow. Probably for very My short bad. distances. So I wonder oh. if they're like bison where the lead cow is like the one that is in control of the herd and the herd's movements. I think so. I think so. That would make sense then when, why you guys saw it go off the road with the cow. I think elk are kind of like that too. I believe it. I mean, I, the bull controls stuff during the rut because he's like not letting them leave. But I'm pretty sure that that that's if you can identify her in the herd, then you can you know like when they're gonna bolt mm. when they're not. If she don't get up, you're good. That seems like a good strategy. Yeah, that's I like that. That's how you do at coots back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The, lead, the herd bull or her, you herd, identify the herd, herd bull. The herd cow. Separate so, it. Daniel, I just sent, I sent you the video. Cow girl. Cow. Send you the video of the. Sorry, the, all you young guys, you missed the heydays in the coots. <laughs> it's never going to be the same. No. <laughs> ever, ever. I just found out Duran. Duran doesn't like he's gone. I thought he sold it to employees, right? Yeah, but we're he, supposed he to have him still, on. He was still GMing it, and now he's like, we need to get him on. He's here. consulting. No, Durant? Uh, yeah, I had oh, talked that, to the, Mike a... Gordon. Oh, no. oh and, and bought yeah. some of his books, and uh, we I want Duran. Yeah, Duran. Well, Durant. I was really interested in Mike's Mike Gordon. Mike's, Mike's Gordon's climbing and uh, mountain yeah. and ice climbing career. Like he had a pretty. I mean, he got six of the seven peaks. Yeah. Did you Did you pull that up, Daniel? I got it. He may yep. have even been yeah, yeah, no, play the video. It's it's those muskox running. It is pretty cool. Um Yeah, I listened to a podcast and these dudes called them Tundra Tundra slugs. Oh really? Like that. Yeah. I kind of get what they meant by that after glassing them for days. Tundra Wookie. Yeah, no kidding. Dude, you I could imagine a Wookie writing that right now. I'd be or like, like, oh, this is like a sci-fi meme. Ewok on the back, right? Oh yeah. Is it is it the internet that's why it's so like patchy? Patchy? Oh, on yeah. the TV, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds like beat, they're running, and that's it's that's not the sound of like them running. Brr, brr, brr. It's a gallop. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's got it's, that gallop track going on. You see, how, you see how the bulls confused and like bumping into them and shit. Mm-hmm. The babies are just like ah, just getting. Pinned that was in how small the group was. Yeah, th- this particular group. I mean, there's much larger groups that we saw during our hunt, but this was when we were leaving, and getting they were actually the pretty foothills. far south. Um, yeah, we're getting into the foothills there. Yeah, we're up. Uh, oh, you'll see cool, the bull. He looks, yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a beautiful uh, afternoon, morning when we when we left and, and started headed back. It was pretty sick. When we were up there on the slope, there was this herd of muskox. I don't know, probably like 12 of them. And they just had three newborn babies. Cool. And mm-hmm. then this grizzly bear came up and they kind of like grouped up in the circle. And then this one of the little babies ran right at the grizzly bear. And then the next one and the next one. And the grizzly bear just swatted them all down. The whole, the all the young within like 30 seconds wow. for the whole group. It was, it was vicious. There's a video floating around of that. You know, that area is kind of crazy. Now finally getting to see oh, yeah. that, that north slope mm-hmm. section. It doesn't look like Alaska. Yeah. It, it reminded like, me of like, it was like Nebraska or yep. fucking Kansas or some shit. Yep. Super flat. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but, I, couldn't, I just couldn't believe the amount of people that were moving there. What? Yeah, there was U-Haul trucks everywhere. 
1995 a day all up and down the highway did you guys have a u-haul no. I mean, we may as well. We probably would have got a caribou uh, if we had a U-Haul. Well, they run right D- at it. I, I told DIY. myself I will never. Um, I mean, I'm going to really try to hold to this never part. Uh, renting a U-Haul out of state or doing anything where I rent a U-Haul as my mode of transportation mm-hmm. because of that. Mm. Disrespect to the hunter. I'll rent a U-Haul, but I won't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, to haul some stuff. I won't use it on during my stock. <laughs> Which is like what mm. oh, they're doing. As a what? piece of the equipment? They're, they're like hiding behind the U-Haul when the herd comes by or something? Uh, I mean, oh, no, they're just chasing caribou with the U-Haul. Hiding going on? Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, they cut out little things chasing. in the back. And the <laughs> <in> the back. <laughs> yeah, the DC sniper shot. I mean, I, well, I wouldn't have been surprised. If we would have seen, if we would have seen a U-Haul with a, a guy's just laying prone a on gun top. slot in the side, I would <laughs> it would not surprise me one bit. It wouldn't. Have. So you guys saw a lot of people. Yeah, you want to get into this? Groups. Yeah, I mean, this. I believe we are recording a podcast, which okay. is let's talk about conversation. Let's talk about uh, about amazing stuff. So you guys reload on cocktails for this. Yeah, one. I'm gonna need another beer real quick. Well, for for our listeners, we are going to recap. A bucket list Alaskan, pretty unique hunting opportunity that is available to resident and non-resident, which we did get to experience that. Found that interesting. Uh, Chad and I hunted the Dalton Highway, Unit 26 north of the Yukon River. A.K.A. the Hall Road, now called the... U-Haul Road. Well, no, no. <laughs> you can't do... You can't, we can't do it dirty. Like, it's... The oh, hall roads, oh no. the hall roads long, yeah. But from pump station to to dead horse, that is definitely the U-Haul road. There you go. Okay, it's yeah. they should put up a sign that says you are now leaving the Dalton Highway and entering the <laughs> U-Haul <laughs> Highway. I, but, I'm glad you said that because there's no, you don't want to take anything away from no. the beauty and amazing of the country drive. That Everyone that lives here should drive that at least yeah. once in their life. Make sure you have Beautiful. some decent tires on your Beautiful. truck. Beautiful. Yeah. Before we get into that, can we just quickly tell us how you're... Huh? Oh, oh, you want you're, me to go on mine first? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Right. Let's just do yours quick, and then we'll take a break, because there's going to be a little longer. So, for, for, first off, I was a confused idiot, because, like, he posts a video of you guys flying, and I'm thinking they're, like, doing a scout mission oh. before you leave, and th- you guys were leaving for the hunt. Yeah, like, we went. Oh, man, you don't remember? I'm like, Well, we're in dude. a group text, and he's, like, asking you questions, and I'm like, he's not Oh, yeah, I saw that just sent you a picture of him in the airplane. Yeah, like, I, I saw that when I came back. <laughs> I, I was laughing. Scouting, oh, that's funny. He's like, what? Like, yeah. Oh, shit. He's like, what's the date? Like, we uh, like, it's go time. <laughs> Uh, How do you not know it this? just worked out where you know I have the ki- I have twins, so they were down with the grandma. Mm. So and then this trip was about archery uh, on doll sheep um, for Jake. So um, yeah, we we went early so we could get deep and spend some time glassing, um, and uh, we kind of we kind of expected it to be um, that the area to have had a few hard sheep winners like you know what eight nine years ago um 
I wasn't anticipating like the last two winners to be so bad on them, which is something that um, there's a few of us going to talk to the the biologist for that area, the sheep biologist, and just kind of let them know. This looks like where we went. (laughs) It does kind of. I this kind of looks like that. Yeah. Like so. This is this river. Glacial moraines kind of looks like glaciers and mountains. That's where we went. Yeah. (laughs) That looks very familiar. Like does it? So this is the at the end of, a, of like a big river system for sure. Um, yeah, juicy. I think I think between there's a valley that is to Jake's right, right there in that picture. Mm-hmm. Then there's another side valley behind us, and then there's three up above that. And in all those valleys combined, I think there's 17 glaciers. Um, so oh, wow. that's a great picture. Yeah. So this uh, we hunted the up the right drainage and the left. That picture in the left drainage is way way in the back. Um, the last picture it's way back around the corner right, there yeah the, in, in that mountain that we're ah, looking that at looks really the, juicy uh, as those glaciers there actually actually we're in the bowl with the left glacier in the back that uh-huh. that that's where that is taken from um so it's around the corner to the left is, are you wearing gators jack so those are brandon's gators okay oh, yeah, that's i thought you didn't I wear gators have, i don't is that duct tape on the side yeah those are du- that's duct tape <laughs> one of them doesn't uh have a snap and then the the other one, um, I think Brandon's yeah, the, foot is smaller than mine, so it doesn't like buckle right. But it's enough to like the, keep the those, water out. Those thundershed fucking sick gators of that year, those things were trash. Oh, I mean, they've been working good for me. Well, they got duct tape on them. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they do. Yeah, no. So thank you, Brandon, because I would never have bought a pair and of. I've ran through some gators, dude. Yeah, that's a cool picture. That's like yeah, that was, a, they never that was a fun day. I like hiking around a lot. Anyway, so yeah, we went in early. We uh, this was like we didn't have nice weather like some of these pictures. I think that's when I chose to took out the camera. But there's like uh, rain like ten, um, probably ninety percent of the time, and then we get these quick short blue sky days, our moments in the day, and drought drought gear. But we went in early. I was expecting the area to. Um, not like hold the this have the hold the healthy sheep population they had like maybe like 30 or 20 years ago but i thought that it would be like 60 percent of like what i've seen in mm-hmm. there before and so Still you some numbers so flying into this area uh, i mean i talked to a few of the guys that all have gone in there with me in the past um my dad included and we 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 think we see about 150 lambs and ewes on this trip in i mean we're five and a half hours from anchorage in a super cub but um but the particular trip up the drainage, like 25 minutes, like see 150 lambs, lambs in use. And um, in, in six trips or six flights. So three round trip flights into it, into the area in and out in the area. uh, We saw three total sheep. So Mm -hmm. usually you would see, we, we'd say, Hey man, what's healthy. It's 150. I was expecting to see like 90 and we saw three and only those three on one trip. Yeah, and uh, this is like flying a super cup. I it's I can great visibility. I have binoculars in the back, and I only saw three sheep. And then, mm. um, yeah, with all the boot time, we looked into about thirty eight bulls. Um, looked into multiple drainages. You know, tons of saddle work. Um, we saw two groups of six lambs in use, no rams, and uh, that man, they they looked haggard the lambs and use bad they did not look good and and you know when we we listen to the doll sheep biologists and like you know you know the predation out there and the bad winters and stuff but the the golden eagles were fucking with these sheep 
the whole time. So there is one group of six that had three lam- three lamb, no, two lambs and, and four ewes. And the, every time we saw those sheep, cause we kind of came back by that spot a couple of times that this golden eagle is fucking with them. So I don't know. You know, I think with, that area has been hit hard and you can just see like if the golden eagles just sticking on this one group there must not be a lot of other sheep around for him to try to pick from number mm. one killer of sheep yeah golden eagles yeah so i don't, I don't know when they're gonna open raptor hunting but yeah so uh yeah it was it was pretty good trip we got the tp is definitely tried and true we got the oh, you um, busted out the black diamond yeah we got the bla- black diamond light Ooh. do you have a picture and, of that on here no uh i have a good picture i can send it to you um, what did Jake think of that? He didn't like that the bugs could get in. Mm. Yeah, but then by the and by the end of the trip, That's he really liked it, um, just because you could keep your gear in there, you know. So he had one side, I had the other side. That yeah. you know, all the gear was under there. The thing that I didn't the bugs think really that bad. They're pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> not not like slope bad. Not you know in the drainages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down yeah. low, down low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any if anywhere that there is green in the in the bottom of a drainage so um and would there just be like monarch rams just chilling in there we mostly stayed in in the top end of different drainages um but down near water so that it was easy to like i mean i don't know easy but you could pop around pretty pretty successfully so yeah we camped here one night um Anyway, oh, these recovery Hoka shoes to have after the boat, the uh, wearing the boots all day. Those were amazing. Oh, oh so what I was telling you about the teepee, this fucking ground squirrel. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put my sleeping bag and in, in everything in bags. So the only thing, everything's in bags except for my coffee cups out and then my sleeping pad. And this fucking ground squirrel came in and she, there must be like 40 little shit pellets all over my. Those sons of bitches. My, shit in your coffee cup? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh no. So they're little assholes, dude. They yeah, are. They, it was they, fucked up. It never ever make, had them till they he, make it he, fucking we, personal, we, dude. She went with personal. him. He left the tent un- unzipped, Ooh. just like let it air out, and we came back. Put my boots on, like my you know after in my camp shoes, bag, bro. They my fucking turds in them, shit in his yep. sleeping bag. Oh, it's fucked up. They so nibbled I, the toe on my fucking on my on my uh, Crocs. <laughs> I murdered one and then they stopped coming around. Nice. It did. Yeah. The only thing that it ate through, because we had everything in like pretty good compression sacks, ex- including sleeping bags. Um, so it shit on the, my coffee cup, in my coffee cup, on my lid, which I had out onto the side. And they were clean. I just had them there like drying out. And then all over my pad, when I put my backpack, when I got back to the tent, it was raining. So I just threw my backpack on, not looking onto the shit. And then it got like <laughs> on that waist belt, and I have the nastiest rash all the way around my body from oh. that fucking shit because I couldn't get it out, and the it's just, like fecal, waving in fecal there. Waste. Yeah, dude, it's like flesh-eating bacteria all over my. Yeah, so I got this hydrocortisone cream with a me. Fe- a fecal rash. Fecal rash. Fecal rash. Yeah. Little, uh, from little shit squirrel guy. <laughs> Those little. What do you? What do you? Whistle do? pigs are like the worst. Dude. Yeah, they suck, dude. They suck. They're little cannibals too, man. They eat their own. I don't trust any. So what you do is you take one out and leave them there for his friends. Oh hell yeah! There you go. You smash one in front of them all. The biggest one. Put it in your just like bullies, man. Just like bullies. Find the bully. Just punch the the first one to approach. The first one to approach the campsite. Yep. 
Yeah, so then we saw a, a ton of grizzly out? bears. So we saw six grizzly oh, really? bears. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yep, and then four wolf? four caribou. A lot of wolf prints, but no but no wolves. They, you know, they're, those guys, they're elusive. Yeah. You saw like sow and cubs or, or just Two sow and cubs, yeah. Okay. Two groups, but both had like mega sows with them. We saw oh, a baby awesome. wolf, dude. Oh, you did? By itself. Where? Side of the road. Yeah, a pup. Staring at us, black Wasn't solid coyote? jet black. Oh, really? It was, it was jet absolutely black, a blue eyes. Dude, you didn't bring home a pet, bro. It was it was very. I, I was like, like, dude, should I turn around? Sudden. He's like, well, there's a mom ass. somewhere. I was like, true, yeah. <laughs> it felt like like something had already crossed. I thought it was like a he fox, was, and he was, was kind of like behind or something. So he popped out. How like? And, was he, and he wasn't scared of the truck ripping by. He was just kind of like, Boo, he was watching truck go by. by. Yeah. Oh. But I was like, I pointed. I was like, wolf pup. Yeah, beautiful black, pretty amazing. Wasn't a black fox. No, I thought it was wolf. No, I have blue eyes, dude. It was a puppy, dude. It looked like a puppy husky. It was like short. It wasn't like yeah. I thought it was a fox at first because we'd Mm. seen a couple fox. I got a really good look at it. Like I honed in on this was not a fox. This was definitely a wolf puppy. Oh, that's cool. So crazy. So this is is the landing coming into camp. And Jake is just an incredible super cup pilot. I mean, he'll sit there and be like, hey, this is exactly what I'm going to do. He'll walk through everything that's going through his mind out loud to me as he lands. And uh, he'll be like, hey, this is how far into the runway I think I'll land. And man he same thing with takeoffs like we he would he would nail like exactly on the runway of where he thought he was going to take off and um man it was he was really awesome great communication too huh yeah 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 i mean someone like me asking a lot of questions i like to be in control so it's probably rough for him um because you know i don't have the knowledge or skills that he has you're relying relying on him right so a lot of questions for sure at one point he was like jackie ask a lot of questions and i was like oh have you met paxton and he was like yeah i watched a movie with him once (laughs) (laughs) that was funny Ooh, a little yeah. sketchy river that looks, so, that looks familiar so this yeah. so this is the reason i put this in here so jake picked picked up these waders they weigh like less than a pound and these were awesome so are so it was like knee high boot things wiggies the, the, yeah they are wiggies yeah, they're the wiggy waders we use them too well yeah. i use them and Brandon then got wet <laughs> No nah, man, I just so, walk it dry, baby. I, I Tell them, Brandon, how you do. Just, just plow, dude. Plow We'd wear our Crocs in them, so you have dry. like good bottom. Like we wouldn't, mm. wouldn't wear our boots oh, in them. Okay. I wear my boots. That we wore them out. Like their your boots would be soaked. You know? Oh yeah, they're no, they're not. You're they're not like you ain't fishing in them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not water. They're they're just made for yeah. getting. They're better yeah. than gators. Yeah. Oh, way those are, better. Those are there's a wiggy over boots or what? What are they technically? Yeah. Wiggy over boot waders. Yeah. So we did it Neo's smaller than that. Too, but those are like, they don't weigh nothing. And then we would just put our Crocs in and wear a Crocs. So then that's pretty slick. You know? Yeah. Those that's are awesome. And you, you can throw and we'll only bring one pair, put a rock in it, throw it back across the river. Don't put a rock in it. Why? Because if your boy can't catch <laughs> or does, or you can't throw, could be either of you. And that rock lands in on rocks. Uh-huh. It pinches it, mm. and then that guy goes, and he's like, "What the fuck? I'm getting soaked!" Uh, all right. <laughs> and we realized that there was like as many times you wrapped it, 
there was holes like all the way down. Oh there. man! All right, we didn't realize yeah. that. So just be careful. Yeah. And and each person should just carry their own pair. No, stick no, we it. brought uh, one. I know that's that's yeah. a really great idea. I love that. It's yeah. minimalist, all yeah. that stuff. Unless unless you're crossing the Sag River and there's like two hundred yards oh, yeah, wide. Brett Favre's <laughs> not throwing it <laughs> yeah, back to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, Chad, you're not throwing the waders back to me. I'm just going in. Yeah. And I was thigh high, yeah. walking through water, which was fine because it was sixty Fucking degrees walk, out. Walk, nice. walk them dry until but Chad smelt my boots. It will. Oh. Uh, well, this dude is trying. You don't to do the, what my mom used to do. No. Just put the cars bag. On your foot? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't help Brandon anyway. But Brandon tried to blame. He tried to blame his brand new Stone Glacier socks. He's like, man, like stink, these bro. socks really stink, though. That's they the only stink. problem. He's like, they're great socks, but they really stink. I was like, I those are new ones you got? He's like, yeah. I was like, do that. There's no way that's your sock, man. Like, <laughs> I was like, walk them dry, got twins <laughs> over here. Like, dude, that's your boot. Yeah, walk them dry. I baby. was like, you can't nasty. even put those boots in the tent. Oh, man. you still no. got those same scarecorns. Like, like fucking death. No, those, those are crispies are crispy. crispy. Oh, the crispies. <laughs> those crispies are clapped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But they are. He brought. He carried those into my garage when he dropped me off. He's like, bro, those smell like. Shit and death. I think I said a bum's balls. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's bad. Like Flamunda cheesy yeah. kind. Like gross. You do not need to know what a bum's balls smell like to know. Everyone's listening. That it's just Smells really it bad. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're you, like, might, you might be gagging. I'm sorry. Yeah. You might be gagging. So the other cool thing was uh, when that we landed in Farewell on the way back and we're shutting the gear, it was like 80 degrees. So, you know, it's oh, wow. like hanging in my on the runway in my underwear. But um, oh, nice, when we came in, we got to go around Pyramid and I could point pinpoint the exact spot that Ryan shot the... Oh, the, Ryan, oh the... Um, right, Ryan? That shot the buffalo. David. David, thank David. you. David that shot the bison with the, with the bow. But it went right over. It was really cool to oh, see that awesome. after like hearing the story and seeing wow, the pictures. Yeah. So I enjoyed that part. Is that on the burn? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right at the base. It, he shot it between Pyramid Mountain and um, what is it? The Cuscus Quim? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool to see that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you could, you, it was no doubt. You After watching the video, you can ex tell exactly where he was. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. cool. Oh, and then I got to see all the bison. So that was oh, really. Yeah, no, they Sick. were they were um, a little what west northwest of there because we we flew out um, to get gas. So how many were there? Man, we probably saw there was like four groups all within like maybe like a square mile of each other, and there's probably like forty at least nice. total at least. or in each. No, total, total that I could see. Yeah, you know, cool. uh, there's way more out there. And then I would always heard that like moose don't like to go around them, but there was two big bull moose near them. Oh, them big bulls! Some big bulls don't fuck about there. nothing. No, yeah, ain't worried about it. Yeah, we saw oh, a nice. We just, saw a nice moose. Oh, that's right, we did. I forgot all about that on the south oh, side or yeah, I, I, way up yeah. on there in the yeah. Nebraska. Not not long after we passed, it we was probably over, in over the, the middle. Yukon. We were past we were the Yukon for a little bit. It was, dude, it was, it was going to be a big moose. You have a picture of it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, he's still growing. He had like four or five brow tines. It was pretty nice. wide already. 
What milepost was it at? <laughs> uh, just saw all the listeners <laughs> get their it was like, already it was like right two miles there. past the uh, upper Huffman <laughs> right there okay. go, go get your U-Haul it, ready, it was pretty cool to see because we'd run up there a few times and we were always hoping to see a moose or yeah. see some other wildlife and, yeah. and to actually see what he was walking right down the road at us yeah what's well, crazy when you hike back in those like when we went sheep hunting back there you used to be seeing moose shit you mm-hmm. see evidence yeah. I never, we never seen a moose, but yeah. like, yeah. it's like wintering grounds. Back up yeah, they're shit. probably wintering in those valleys. Yeah. yeah. Was there willows? Cows. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. what they do out at Hatchers. Yeah. Just groups of them. Petersville. You see them snow machine all the time, run into herds of like 20, 30 cows. Yeah. On the riverbeds mostly. I think they got hammered bulls. though. Yeah. The last two winters. Out I there. bet, man. <laughs> they I heard Unit 16, Unit 16, the moose disappeared. It wouldn't mm. surprise me, man. I I mean, I rode Petersville the last couple of years, and it's been We flew over deep. it. There wasn't many. And you, I mean, yeah. I, I would see them out there, and I would just here it is right stay here, as far away as we could. So we, we missed. It, it got off the road before we could get the Oh, well, before I do this, I'm going to. Um, oh, that's the bull? Yeah. Do the audio, because I feel like there's some court, some kind of call coming in here. <laughs> you might be right. I, feel, I, I thought I saw something. I saw some hand gestures yeah. that was leading to a call. Let me, uh, did we? Oh, why isn't this you connected? Did. I made some noise. Yeah, you got him to turn around and look at us for a second. Oh. Sexy. Yeah, it was Guess a good not. one. Okay. Guess not. Sorry, folks. Oh, wait, hold on a minute. Is it possible that by, um, hold on. Hold on before you start. There he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely got some front hair gear there. Oh, yeah, no, it's hard know. to say. It's hard to see because he's in the woods. But when he oh, turns yeah. here, you'll you'll know when he turns. Yeah, he's like and a he's four by five. He's got that big oh, hanging goat. Oh yeah, wide. <clears throat> Dude, he was so. Well, he's still growing gorgeous. like an inch a day, probably. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Hey man, when you see moose right now in velvet in August, dude, they're fucking like they're they're. Uh, Heavy. Velvet matches their hide color. Oh yeah, and, and they're so healthy where mm-hmm. they like shed the winter coat, and they've been like swimming in lakes yeah, or ponds, dark. and they like they kind of like refresh their hides. Yeah, and dude, it, chocolate shiny, mm. fucking beautiful bull, dude. Mm. He was almost kind of like fawny red, actually. Yeah. He was very yeah. like light brown, like light chocolate, but mm. God, they're just gorgeous. Man, wouldn't it be nice to get a bull in velvet? Mm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the Dude, only time, the second time I've ever seen a big bull in velvot. Yeah, that would have the only been other time a potential was, uh, archery opportunity. That big dude that got killed by a car a couple of years ago it used to always be around the airport in Kincaid. Mm, yeah. The big drop time. Yeah. I've he got smacked? I've seen him. Mm-hmm. In now, Mel- let me ask you this. If a big bull bridge. gets killed on a roadkill, do you get to keep the rack? Do you put the rack up? If you get called, like, you know, road, you're, if, no, you're, you're the, if you're on the road, if, kill this. Yeah. And you get the call up to come clean it up and do it. I, I think, think you, you get, get You get the whole thing. I think you get the animal. You slide it up on your trailer and bring but, it home. Uh, okay. Yeah. But the question is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you. As, you as you personally. Do you hang it up on the wall? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I mean, it depends. I don't know if I'd hang it on the wall, but I <laughs> definitely would keep it. Yeah. Five brow tine, hoss. 
I would definitely keep it. I mean, if it was like yeah, that famous the story one that went it. to Turnigan yeah. and ate all yeah. the apples and got drunk and all that stuff, hell yeah, you know, that's a good story. Hey, hey look, harvest is a harvest is a harvest, boys yeah. and girls. Do you guys yeah. know guys anyone awesome. that's gotten is on that list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I know a couple yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do too, but I don't know anyone who's ever gotten a bull. Oh no, I, I don't know about yeah. that. And if they did, and then people I do know, it would be in like winter, and so yeah, we yeah, have shed. be shed already. Uh, I know ever. I don't ever, rarely ever hear of moose kill. I, my buddy Bruce was on the list for years, and they never, he never told me stories of win, of summertime mm. call outs. It's always yeah. in the winter. It's always yeah. dead winter. Fucking maybe January. they don't even call them shit. Summer, There's got to be summer. Would be dude. Bad or something. You drive that between Soldatna and um, right Homer? past Soldatna and Homer, dude. Mm-hmm. Lots after of, eight p.m. Yeah, yeah. moose thirty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we probably saw, but they ain't never three, seen a bull. We there, probably though. saw three spots on the road up to. Oh really? Dead horse that had were moose kills. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they were bulls, but they were definitely yeah. moose kills. Yeah. The hot tip on that oh, list. There's one still on the side of the road. That hot tip on that list is don't sign up your like whole family at the same time. Because what what I always hear is like the first time people they sign up, but then they like call their brother and their dad and everyone, but their wife on it, and then they get the call, and then they get the call again, and then again, yeah. and then again in this really short period of time. So you oh. got to like get on it and then the next person gets on it like so, days later, like space it gotcha. out a little bit. You get three in a, in a row, three yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, they got freezers. the one from Alaska. They had to shoot at the quad. Oh, really? What happened? Oh, it was like chasing people in the line. Oh, really? Oh, oh during middle season? Of winter. <laughs> middle of winter. People like skiing up and this moose was like, who's chasing the chairlift operator? So they oh, went and man. shot it? The shotgun. Really? Yeah, right there. Right there. In front of everybody? Yeah. No it's way. Like I got so much shit. I'll put this right out. What? Oh. And then they Let's gave it, they back. dropped it to Nate with a loader. Oh, that's like Right awesome. in the back of his truck. Boom. Like two shotgun blasts to the broadside. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. How do you get it out then? How do you get it out? With the winch and your side by side or something? Yeah, Drive under just a tree. Quarter yeah. in the back. Yeah. Right in the he, back lived of the in, he lived in Indian at the time. He just pulled it out of the back. Had so it. tie it to a well, tree. Well, you don't just pull it out of the back. No, you tie it to a tree and yeah. drive off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or gotcha, lift it gotcha. over a branch and get it like hanging. He definitely didn't oh, lift it. How could you do that? that? Nice. He drug over it out of the back of the thing. A whole moose? I mean, there's a big tree. I don't know. But I went. What are you going to use? A winch? I went to. Visit him at the fire department, and I pulled up, dude, and I was like, I didn't even know about it, and I was like, hey, man, there's like, I don't know, 20 ravens in the back of your truck right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you're going to, like, you might want to go run them off, because you're going to be washing shit off that truck for a day. Yeah. And he's like, they're not going to leave. I was like, what is it? He's like, oh, man, I got that. He told me about it. He's like, they just dumped it in the back of my truck. And he's like, I haven't had time to go to a car wash. Or That's awesome. It's winter, you know, you can spray it out your house. Yeah. So it's just like, That's funny. All these ravens. Check, check this out real quick. I just, you sent me something. Yeah. All right. And then we'll take a break. Yeah, we I need will. another cool just, shot here. This guy, I think he was like a fucking 60, oh, 68 where's this inch at? Cordova. Ooh! Fuck yeah, Whoa. boys! Last year, oh, done. Nah, four this years ago. Years ago. <laughs> That's a big moose. That's man. how you fucking do it, though, right? <laughs> man, it had some long Jeez. points. Hoist that fucker up there. Look at that rain and I snow. I don't know, man. How do you get to the? How do you cut all the way up there? It's like gut it. Ladder. 
with you the just ladder. work your yeah. way you just take care of the bottom and then keep lowering it and lowering it i mean that's how they do it everywhere else huh yeah well you can just pull that hide down over their bodies with deer and stuff i guess we're just used to the four the quartering yeah yeah that's, that's crazy it. all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters and outdoor enthusiasts with the highest quality gear and equipment since they opened their doors in 1963. Barney's carries exclusive brands such as Alpaca Rafts, Sitka Sims, XO Mountain Gear, Hilleberg, and much more. Barney's prides themselves with keeping a huge stock on hand of various top-of-the-line tents, footwear, sleeping bags, optics, cross-country skis, just to name a few. Barney's is also the exclusive retailer of Montana Knives, Seek Outside, Kafaru, Stone Glacier, and their in-house brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Barney's has a superior selection of top-rated boots, sleeping bags, dry bags, mountaineering gear, electronics, and accessories. Need freeze-dried food or mountain snacks? They got that too. Barney's now has an amazing new paperback catalog available for in-store pickup or online order. Visit them today at barneysports.com, or even better, stop by the store in Anchorage at 906 West Northern Lights. If you want the best, there's only one name in the game, Barney's Sports Chalet. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wildlands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. When you pull up to the Treehouse, you'll notice the beautifully hand-drawn art by Alaska's own Ted Kim. Once you get inside, you're gonna see many of the same people that have been there since they opened. The bud tenders know you and what you like and what new product you should be checking out. The store is super clean and the music's always on point. The Treehouse and local owner Josh Boots is a staple in the cannabis culture through his music, community givebacks, and a lifetime desire to bring the people of Alaska the best products available. The Treehouse always has at least 25 strains available, and they're all shown prominently deli style in clear, openable jars so you can see and smell your options. Other products include edibles, concentrates, vape carts, pre-rolls, flour, dab rigs, and anything else you need, they got it. They also have some pretty sick merchandise for sale. Check out thetreehouseak.com, or better yet, stop by the Treehouse today and get started on their loyalty program. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Wait, 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 wait. This was this year? No, yeah, this year, there's an article. When I was on my way back. Yeah, when I got back, I was like, what? What did they call the guy? The the rug guy? The rug doctor? His name was... uh, He is operating Magic under works. the name Charlie Hustle. <laughs> Go oh see Charlie Hustle. <laughs> Boy, that's a believable name. Yeah, dude. dude. So, yeah, 50 grand worth of drugs at Salmon Fest. 50 grand. Yeah. I thought it was five. He got 50 grand? He, with the drugs? He, he got them confiscated from his, like, like fan. Fentanyl, cocaine, like all kinds of shit. Yep. Damn. 
There, yeah, here it is. It, not found, salmon fest drugs. Like, why yeah. can't you just have weed and shrooms like yeah. normal yeah. people? Man? Yeah, why I mean, you gotta what, have why do you, what, do you, what else do you need meth, other than that? Meth, cocaine, psilocybin, LSD, hundred grams, hundreds of grams of an unknown subs, substance that was that a synthetic was drug. Yeah, probably the fentanyl. Yeah, who does that shit, dude? And they, he, I guess he got ratted out right away. So that was good. And he was like in the, you know, campground that has like kids and shit in it too. You know, it's fucked up. I didn't realize that it's like, it's like a fucking vulture. Kids, there's dogs. Like my mother in law was there. It's was awesome, like dude. It's I was so like, yeah. I didn't know it was I, like so good food trucks. I always thought it was just like the hippie, the new well, bluegrass. Or what was that used to be back in the day? Uh, bluegrass. Bluegrass? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a new bluegrass. It's not, huh? It's, I, it's no. Wanna, well, I don't want to be there all fucked up and run bluegrass, my that guy would have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was right. the difference between bluegrass. Is that guy would have stayed. Hey, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Without the fentanyl. And yeah. I didn't see much cocaine at bluegrass. Yeah. but I never went yeah. to a bluegrass because I was too young. Yeah. I went we the last year. It was like on the river and like pretty much run by that. HA okay. and it was probably one of the most insane weekends of my life. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. We yeah. And I'm glad I did it once. Yeah. But I don't I don't think that you need to do it like twice in my your parents life. Sold, my parents sold hot dogs there once. Oh, really? <laughs> <How's> <laughs> one <that> time? <laughs> probably sold a, hot, a lot of hot a dogs. A lot of hot dogs. Oh, yeah. A lot of big tippers. I mean, I saw some of the craziest <laughs> things I've ever witnessed. No, nah, Salmon Fest is much chiller, dude. There's tons of people with kids and families. More family oriented. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it has music, and I'm sure there, you know, there's plenty of like people that partake in like yeah, it's a lot nice music, yeah, cooler stuff. But music festival stuff. But there's like four stages. One of them is awesome, where like. I think it's only been around for two years, but it's like an amphitheater that's built into a hill now. Mm. And then, uh, I mean, they always have big bands. And then uh, if you don't like that one, there's three other stages rocking, you know? And some of the little stages have the best bands, like people you never heard of and that they brought up. This is in Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at the fairgrounds. They have like 10,000 people a day. It's awesome. There's yeah, tons. Three days, rocking, right? Huh? Yeah, three days. And then the campgrounds, that there's tons of different campgrounds down there, but the, they built this campground called the arches which is connected to the fairgrounds on i guess it would be the east side and so you just walk right in it takes like three minutes to walk mm. and you can walk in and out from this back entrance like the, behind the general store then would that be or uh, you know where the general store i don't is? know where the fairgrounds are in the new um I man i don't know south <laughs> trying to visualize it it, it be, would be like if you're driving there before are. the fairgrounds on the left okay yeah okay, yeah. okay before my, and then it's probably yep. about like i don't know two miles up and then um but it's i mean it's hugging the fair the fairground so nice. you can just walk in the back entrance it's Even totally worth going the homies brother buffalo were out there performing there was this awesome yeah, there used to be more of a mix um uh, mm -hmm. more of a mix of music yeah now it's pretty easy to go but yeah, they like there. There's probably like twenty percent like hip hoppy, but it's usually mixed with like there'll be like a band there with them, or like or maybe it's one guy doing hip hop, and then someone has like one a stand up bass, and then someone has a guitar, mm. and they kind of like have beats mixed into stuff. There's a lot of that, and then there's usually some like reggae influenced mm -hmm. stuff, oh, yeah, like jam bands. This year there was like kind of a lack of that. 
there is a lot more bluegrass stringy music this year than normal and then a lot of like singer songwriter yeah. stuff and then um but there was like some big people like the x ambassadors lead singer was there and he was just doing an acoustic show by himself well he has so, that song with the dude the with local, medium build medium yeah build. and they so did that together that's like a that's was he there too? That, drop yeah, for him. yeah medium bill was there that was he's awesome dope. that he's dope yeah that kid's t- yeah, he's like Elliot. so unique and it's not even really no. something that i normally would like not that i wouldn't like it i guess it's more like because i like so much different what well, brandon knows now <laughs> yeah, you got a wide range. <laughs> we just drove like 17 hours each way you wide know you know like my 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 apple on random could be like <laughs> Slayer to Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> I mean, it'll be we all got, over we were, the map. We were getting real Swifty about it. Boys. That's funny. Yeah, Brandon's. I think Brandon likes country now. Uh, he, he I've been listening choice. to nothing but country all oh. week. <laughs> Half, yeah, dude. dude, it's good. Are it's you talking about the medium build guy, or are you yes, talking about? Uh, yeah, his yeah. style of music is not <laughs> something that. that I um, I'm just not really f- familiar in that space, and so. It's super unique, and I, but I really like it. Yeah. Like he's so talented. You know what he reminds me of? And it took me forever to figure it out. It was Prince. Like, he has this, like, weird Prince influence in his music. And it's like, mm. you're like, oh, that's why this is so different. Huh. Uh, but I haven't picked that up yet, but yeah. I, I get where you're going. It's like, I wouldn't even know how to describe him to someone. I'd be like, dude, you just have to listen to it. Yeah. Like, I don't really know how to. Like, the girls were dying for him like oh, I'm every sure. girl i talked to at the concert they're like oh dude i cannot wait for medium build to, to play and then medium darcy's built? like medium build and darcy's medium like we're going build. to the front he's probably <laughs> he's probably <laughs> he's probably gonna be one of the like first artists from here that kind of has had one of these like meteoric youtube discovered type mm. You know, like we have some bands that have come out of here that have gone big. Jewel obviously yeah. went huge. Um, Who's the guys in from the Valley? Portugal the Man, yeah, Portugal, Portugal the Man. The man yeah. But that was like a you know signed a record deal. Did that like Medium Builds like on this trajectory of like what some of these art. A lot of these new artists are coming where they're like, I mean, like Zach Bryan got discovered on like Twitter, like posted oh. stuff on Twitter and got so big so fast that the navy literally was like you have to leave mm. oh really like he's he 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 said that he's the, the second person that he knows of since elvis who was let out of the was let out honorably out of the military to pursue music oh wow that's incredible he said there's been plenty of athletes that have gone to like mm-hmm. military academy or a mil- where you have yeah. a commitment and then you're like you get drafted and they're like let you out of the commitment yeah but not musicians and but zach bryan like went in and is like wow. co is like hey you're done yeah let's so go that's this. cool that's cool I didn't know that. like you can't cool. be here anymore it's a distraction yeah and now it's like off of twitter and now the dude's selling out like red rocks and stadiums. oh really and yeah he's, he he's country or yeah he's probably okay. he's amazing amazing but literally just like out of nowhere and i think medium build is kind of on that yeah trajectory trajectory yeah where like i don't know i mean maybe he was on tour or maybe he knows the dude from x ambassadors i don't know how you get a yeah, song with them totally but he got one yeah and i feel like i know that the people that went to the show at um 
hilltop when they oh had yeah it. yeah some, like they were like oh shit like four thousand people showed up yeah to his show yep like the last one of the summer and they were like not expecting that you know those people they get like five six hundred people yeah to that series that they yeah. did up there and like all of a sudden <laughs> dude like yeah wow uh, good yeah. day of sales he had Sunday yeah. at Forest Fair, and it was like no one sticks around at 6 o'clock on Sunday at Forest Fair, and it was packed still for him. Mm. Yeah. So I yeah. think that he's on a... What's good? He's on a... Like, yeah. Where's he's he, on his what, way. Where's, he's from the, the Valley? No, I think he's from Anchorage. Yeah, he's, I think he's Ooh. from Anchorage, yeah. He, he has some Muldoon? connection down to the Just States, say Muldoon. too. I, I don't know. Is he from Muldoon? I mean, I hope Is so. Is he a Dooner? <laughs> Rock kind of safe parts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he's yeah. from. He's good though. He's real good. You know, Alaska had I, Alaska showed up really good after Salmon Fest. Did they? Sure. I, man, I need to get on that, dude. Yeah, I just yeah, never just think put that, that on your calendar. Blackwater Railroad. <laughs> you know, one more thing. I mean, I would have liked to have done. The problem is, it's that. right in the heart of. It's always been right in the heart of the sheep hunting. Well, it's the oh, weekend before. So. No. Yeah, well, the last two years it was like the eighth or whatever, but mm-hmm. now since they you know, moved it forward, yeah, it's at, you know the fourth or whatever. But yeah, man, it's awesome. You know, I, I, I plan to bring the kids next year. So, oh, sure. you didn't go with the kids this year? No, I brought the kids you did last bring them before, time. Right? Okay. Yeah, but so you can go with the whole family. Yeah, if you want. This year it was nice. Is Get, there a spot Get for the mini came up from Double Shovel Cody. Can the mini Winnie roll up? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, mini <laughs> Winnie for sure, man. Yep. Need that. I brought the R pod back there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Did yeah, I tell you I got the mini Winnie? I've seen in the photo, too, now. Yeah, yeah. you told me about it. You're, you're in. It's awesome. Uh, that there's an RV Clark. RV what? <laughs> uh, that there is an RV uh, Clark. What's that movie uh, Damn. No. Are you serious right now, Daniel? Christmas vacation, bud. Listen, what, what year did this come out? Uh, the same National time. National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Nah. With now, if you want to quote some Bible stuff. Oh, yeah. Y'all want to get your feet washed. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can get started. Uh, <laughs> about the bucket. John's 316. <laughs> Speaking of that, my freezer needs some yeah, fish. I was Daniel. at Bible prison, bro. I was, I'm watching National Lampoon. Oh, dude. Uh, that's the devil's come on. work. That's the devil's work. I want 100%. It's one of the greatest movies ever. All time. <laughs> European vacation too. I don't think I've seen those. Man, you've seen this. You know scene. what? But I will buy them watching the mini mini because I got the little tiny. Oh yeah, it's funny. Like the dude. So we bought the motorhome, and there's this little tiny TV that has a DVD. Oh, all these yeah. DVDs that we've never haven't watched in so long. It's yeah. all streaming. So we loaded them all up in there. I was like, oh, well, now we can watch this stuff. Yeah. And Mattel's like, man, that thing's so tiny. And he puts his iPad. It's like the same exact size <laughs> <laughs> the screen. <laughs> but it's like up, so you got to like squint to see it. It's funny. It's That's like we can awesome. just watch on this. Some yeah. old technology. Yeah, it's funny. That's a dope little RV, though. It's oh, perfect yes, for it you is. guys, man. Honey. Yeah, man. It's. <sighs> I don't know. I feel some kind of. Oh, it's okay to feel that way. You know yeah, what I mean? It's awesome, man. I feel like you're cheating? Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. cheating. Yeah. I think no, I, if it, got kids. I've done a lot of... You put I mean, in your time, bro. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you put yeah. in How much time, time is the time? We're like, all right, we camped in the tent not long cheating, enough. Man. I mean, with Mateo, it's been ever since he was born. So what's I, the, he's I think 13. you go really hard for and like I, a decade... You qualify yeah. for a camper. Totally. Okay, so you got to go a decade in a tent. At least. Then you can go to the camper. If you have a You never start toddler. with the camper, though. No. If you have a toddler, man, do. get a camper. Yeah, nah, man, throw them in the tent, dog. But who, That's how we did it. Who starts with a camper? I, 
people start with campers? Yeah. Um, like, we all grew up outside without campers. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe Every, really Jack, camping. everyone who's not from Alaska started. Start, everyone in California started with a camper. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine that, dude. Yeah. And you go to KOAs. Did your did your pops end up? Did you guys have campers? Dad had uh, one Where of those <laughs> uh, bed. Oh, the, cab overs? Cab over, thank you. Oh, uh, wow. And he got it, I don't know, maybe when I was like 12. But I remember slept in it one time. You, you know, like it was tent. like get in the tent with your brother, yeah. set it up yourself. You yeah. know, I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you were like, if you were like plugging into shore power and shit like that, then, well, then I could, <laughs> like you could feel a certain way. Yeah. But dude, you got two small well, kids. You shouldn't feel any way about that. Oh. And also, I well, feel like well, I've been up. taken into places it's not even like campgrounds. Yes, and that's not, where and not even for the like hardcore <laughs> yeah. of sleeping on the ground. Like you, the could, like you could do like Jack's dad and make the kids sleep outside. Yeah, so they could still get the same experience. It's just the convenience of not ha- like when you're trying to organize a family, mm-hmm. not having to just like have all these bins that you got to throw yeah, in that's all that shit. extra shit that yeah. you got to remember every time Damn like about it, forks and spoons and paper towels oh, and paper shit. plates it's and plastic just plates loaded. And, and propane the truck dude when you just, just sh- have all that yeah. that's what i'm talking about so it's yeah. like grab your clothes your fishing gear your hunting gear whatever gear you need yeah yeah and get in and let's go that's it and we're yeah. ready like there's no yeah. like God damn it! Forgot the garlic salt. Yeah, yeah. No. there's none of that. Should that be in so, there. dude, it's 100. Yeah. It's got a closet. You can just like leave jackets yeah. in there. No, I did. I've already assigned like clothes to the yeah. motorhome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice right. life, life vest. You'd be like, right. oh, I forgot my jacket, but yeah. I got one in the camper. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Just a set of rain gear. Just so bougie <laughs> and whack, dude. I like what you're <laughs> no, doing man, though. You're, not you, going to no. campgrounds because that there's was, so like, many the cool spots that you can go. 100. You don't have to like 100. And that's what's awesome about having a smaller motorhome. Is you yeah. can do that. Yeah, yeah you can go more, on dirt roads. More maneuverable. Yeah. You don't want to take a big old like the sewers tail dragger, off the ground, fucking tail dragger. Yeah. Off. yeah, you can't. Yeah, outside You're dragging of, a trailer hitch everywhere. Outside of camp in the Russian River, I don't remember standing at campground one time as a kid. Like we are always out doing mm-hmm. cool shit like you're doing. That's the way to do it. The kids. Well, camp. and you guys did the Russian, yeah. and Quartz Creek, which are all revamped. Uh, campsites, which having a small motorhome is actually really nice to just slip in there and like. Well, well the know, thing that sucks when you do want to do the campground thing. I mean, yes, which we yeah. do like you know two times a year. Yeah, so. you do that. Yeah. But what sucks is we've been doing that, and my parents roll up with the motorhome. My brother has a cab over, and you bring the tent, but they make you put the tent on the concrete. You oh, can't even what? be in the woods with the tent. Serious? Yeah. It has to go on all those spots, spot. dude. All those spots you have to camp in. Unless they don't have a designated like square. That's like elevated and with some fake grass on it. It's like a rule? Yeah. Or the, oh, man. Yeah. You I have to be, you that. can't be like in the woods. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. Damn. There's other certain like just tent spots. But like if you're trying to camp, like mm-hmm. let's say my parents are there and we're sharing yeah. a site. So you need the mini Winnie. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so, like, would, you actually slept on the asphalt? For the last like 10 years. Holy shit. That would hurt so bad. I mean, we got pads no, and cots and stuff. Flat spot. Still, it's actually flatter. What, how, have you it ever? Is, but you can't like slept tr- on the pipeline. You can't like. <laughs> I want to ask on that. the pipeline. Yeah. Yes. You guys slept on the pipeline. Well, on top yes. of it. You on did. Top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's buried, but yeah, we're on top. Oh, of it. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Still I mean, a dude it. came and told us. 
And he you know told you're us, on top of the like, pipeline, right? I was like, like oh, hell, you are fucking Could you right. feel it? No, we, I'm, I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure Don't that be having no fires. Like, it's oh, um, definitely not. engineered incorrectly if my tent stake went through it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Just uh, how deep is it under, Jack? Do you know? I don't know, it's man. You'd think, not, you, under, it's, you'd it's think, buried, you'd think it would be... I mean, it's bulging up. I would imagine <laughs> it's below frost, right? It's got to be below frost. But I was thinking about that, but like, how deep is the frost there? I'm pretty sure that it goes 1,500 feet. <laughs> like that's how we had to we had to freeze protect the wells to 1,500 feet. So like, it's not that deep, you know? Oh, because oh, definitely not that. Yeah, permafrost. See, like when it's buried, it like it's bulging. Like it. There's like a mound it, above. Yeah, like where it was. It was perfectly flat. Where you oh, well, so how many? How many feet? How many feet? But, but, oh, but because back. we were in the lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, guess. Hold on. Before you tell you us, know. Jack, what, what's your guess on the feet? How deep? I'm gonna say 12 feet. Uh, 16. It was six. All right. It's eight to 16. Oh, and um, they put gravel in there. In. So 12 would be like, yeah. you know, yeah. right, right in yeah. the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. there, mu- there must be some sort of permafrost layer right there at 8 to 16. Like After it? Yeah. yeah. To, to pick that depth. You yeah. know. Anyway, man, take the W on being a new RV owner and freaking yeah. enjoy it, bro. Yeah, yeah man. man. Because you still yeah. have the tent for the backcountry ride, rafting, all the different stuff you do. So you get your fix. Yeah. Then you're just trying to go Cadillac Pimp and Weekend Warrior. Yeah, could be in a hardcore Henry, dude. Just enjoy it. Jesus. Yeah. No, I just I am, I'm going to well, I'm actually really excited. What I'm really excited for is like I'd like love to do like we should go down and do like um the anchor and yeah. stuff like that in yeah. October. Yes. It's cold. Mm-hmm. Don't really want to be in the tent. Mm-hmm. You know, three of us can go, four of us can go in the motorhome. You can bring that thing and just hang out and go do more winter stuff. Yeah. You can pull I mean I've gone on many a winter. I could yeah. could pull the hard one. Yeah. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Or are you going to pull oh, my snow machine? Yeah. Yeah. Still. And I'll just tow you back. Some mm-hmm. skis. I, I'd like to hear about the, this Brooks Range. Uh, okay. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into well, that. Well, before Brooks we get started, I, I wanted to just kind of like in closing in the recap that you shared with your sheep hunt. Oh, said, yeah. He oh, said, yeah. Um, uh, dull sheep are the new king salmon. Oh, yeah. did I did I say that on there? Because that's what I meant to say. No, but so, I mean, well, that's that, I, is, that was my takeaway. Okay, so, so we can add it to the list. Absolutely. What you, Chad just said, I'm, so I've described this to a bunch of different people that care a lot, and it is on par with what's happened to the king salmon 100% with the, the sheep population in Alaska Range. It is... And it, it broke my heart being out there. You know, I loved hiking around, but well, I'm hearing. Um, I mean, you're not the first one yeah. to co- to come back this year and say that. Uh, <coughs> I haven't heard. I mean, your boys doubled up. Uh, they got one in the Brooks. I'm not sure. Where. Okay, they got one, but I haven't seen a picture yet, so that doesn't count. West, I think West told me him, but his, one of his buddies got one. So, I mean, I, I've been hearing a lot of stories about, like, not seeing any sheep. Yeah. I do know that Austin, Austin, uh, who, uh, Manilich. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> he took out, their, their group got two, but he's guiding. I don't know where mm. exactly where he's, he goes, but. Um, so, not, you don't know what range? No. I just saw a picture. That's, that's cool to cl- that, I mean, there's some success that. 
Actually, better. shit, the one Wes sent me is from Canada. Never mind. It, yeah. it, it to me, a, it was a fan in sheet. To me, like what I think really needs to happen is that's what it, I want to do is fire they, up this conversation they, they, and kind of end it with that. Like I, we had those two bad winners. Well, they haven't had enough time to put together detail, like reading and talking to the fishing game. They don't, they don't have enough money and time and resources to fly all the ranges. So they they like fly a little bit and then compound that out to get their estimate of the area. So I think like one would be like hunters should be required to fill out a very detailed rep confidential report for the fishing game like a hundred percent it should be like what drainage were you in and mm. how many sheep did you see in how many days and you like exactly how many use how many like sub legal ramps like how many half curls how many three quarter curls blah 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 how many full curl ramps and and they should be required to submit that if they hunt, if they click like yes on the harvest tag. Yes. It I should definitely, it. it should definitely be like the, when they did the OV thing. What was that? When they were asking, like they should suggest, they should at least ask for that. It and, should be and, required. And it should be volunteered. I think people will be resistant. That that's okay. I think people will lie. So if we they make it required. I yep, think that the we, people that yep. do submit that are required to, I think people will lie. So that's okay. To preserve so, their area and say like I didn't see anything. And I think that's okay because we they they wouldn't use that. They would use this as like subjective data. That and yep. that lying is a natural like percentage. So sure. if you were looking at analytics over 10 years, that who cares about that lying because yeah. it's, it's, it's mended into the, into the data and you would be able to see the trends either way. So well, if they just even opened it up to like volunteers giving that information, you know, like that's what they did with the Ovi thing. And I think they got a lot of people that like, you know, I turned mine in and I kept mine preserved so that way they could take a swab mm -hmm. and see and, um, was glad, happy to do that. And I think there's the majority of sheep hunters, you know, the sheep hunters have, there's some weird, there's some weird dudes. In no, there. Th there is. That are like, soup, they're like so hyper secretive and yep. don't even want to say what mountain range and like never will show a photo and you ask them <laughs> and it's just like, I would hate for people to be, but I get what you're saying that anal analytically over time, even the lying would still show it. A statistic. trend, either yeah, one, either way. Trend, yeah. and, and they, well, it, what they it, should do is make it just across the board. Whether you're moose hunting, caribou hunting, yeah, totally. sheep hunting, goat hunting, it, tell us what you're seeing, and that's going to help their absolutely their money spent to go search and, and do their own counts. Right, and it's like, hey, this is becoming a red flag area. Looking at this trend, let's go look at it and spend more time flying it and spend more money money in that area. But anyway, like the reason I say that is because we had this big bad die off. Well. We, you know, eight, what are nine years ago, 10, nine, 10 now, um, you know, we didn't hear a lot about that initially. Like it was like, oh, this might've been a problem. And it was like, oh, it, it was a big problem, you know, five, six, seven years later, it, yeah. you know, and, and I think we just ran the, into that again. I mean, we've had the two biggest snow years that I remember. We had mm -hmm. record breaking year last year. Um, and we had late a real late winter those are all like really big problems for for um the sheep of course just for the yearly survival but also there's a lot of studies that show that if you have um a lot of snow and it's cold late in the year then the um the ewes don't like lactate as much and all this stuff which causes lambs health you know to be we down and all this stuff enough. so and then what happens is the next year then they're not as fertile kind of thing and um 
you know, so anyway, when you got all these problems happening in this last two years, we, we probably won't see these um, in terms of like documented kind of reports from the fishing game and the biologists there for like four or five more years. And maybe it'll take them some time to figure that out. Well, right now we know that it's a problem, a huge problem. You know, yeah. you go, going to I mean, see there's 150 been drastic ebb and flows forever, obviously, just because of weather and I mean, I don't know if it's over. Like, I I was jokingly saying it about the king salmon because it does relate. But yeah. I, know, I know what you're saying. I think the king salmon thing is, like, on the keen eye for me, I feel like it's definitely just overfished, mm -hmm. and that's the reason. I don't know if sheep is being overhunted. I mean, I it, say that it certainly I, could be the king thing. Like, look at like I grew up fishing the Theodore across the river or across the inlet. You know, you have to fly over there, and that was definitely not overfished. You know, like we'd see one or two people maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, from being a kid there and being able to catch and release like five or six kings a day before I kept mine, um, to you know graduating college and going over there and catch, it was already just catch and release. You know, so the numbers dropped from whatever it was six thousand to like a thousand, and then now you can't even catch and release that river. And that's not just this year; you haven't been able to catch and release that river since like two thousand and ten. Yeah, and Shit. and so like that, this is like the same kind of. That is an experience I had with King Salmon and going to a sheep hunting area that, you know, I would see 150 sheep flying in and then, you know, work really hard, but I would definitely see a bunch of rams and tons of lambs in use to seeing 12 that were like haggard. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is, we're at like a tipping point on the low end where, you know, I, I believe that you need when the population gets this low, like there shouldn't even be any hunting. You know, you don't want to take out any of the few rams that are left. You know, I didn't even see young rams. So it's like if you're not seeing young young rams either, you know, it's like don't why is it open for hunting still? That would be my question. Like yeah. it should be closed. Um until until you know the population comes back around. Hmm. I wonder if the state is scared to do that because the feds are doing that on their own thing well against the state's will you know what i mean like what happened with the brooks i mean i i mean i don't i don't know the fix but i would guess that it will definitely happen in our life not just our lifetime but in our like hunting years that uh everything sheep in the state will be a draw I, oh, yeah. I think oh, that'll happen for sure I think in the next um, 10 years i don't necessarily know if that fixes i don't i don't really know what more you can do from the full curl eight, eight years other than my because like if you go to like oh it's got to be a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old like it really gets like you're putting a lot of pressure on a guide and a mm -hmm. hunter to try and be able to figure that out through a photo which obviously I don't you think know. that's the problem, though. I think they're just but really I, fragile, and all these well, winters and all that stuff is really. It's, it's yeah, it might but, not be the over. But we can't control that, right? Exactly. We but can't they control can any control of that. But we extra, can control, they control the extra pressure that right. we're adding. Hunting. Yep. Yeah, that's all yep. we can control. And I know that talking with the girls when we turned in Nate's sheep last year, like, and it was a bad year. Like, I was happy that we got one and found one, but we went 
you know, we covered 50 miles in a straight line. So mm-hmm. we walked up drainages all the way across that 50 mile straight line. So we covered at least 75 miles yep. on foot over nine days, Nate and I, and I didn't see one you. I saw a few lambs yep. when the year prior I was in the same area of Wrangles and would literally open the door to the little cabin we got to use that year. And there would be a hundred using lambs yeah. like 50 yeah. feet away from the cabin feeding in the mornings at like 5 a.m. when I'm like getting up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so not seeing any use was scary. I, I, but talking to when we turned in his ram in Glen Allen, that girl told me that at least 25% of the rams that she had seen turn in that year, which was down a lot, were sub-legal. sublegal. Yep. So oh. I think, honestly, that the punishment, because I don't know that you can change the regs, but I think maybe the punishment needs to be more severe. So you don't if have you people. Have and, she, and she said, the, she said the most su- surprising thing to her was that there were several that were guided. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. that doesn't happen. But that's a lot of pressure that like is being applied to these guides mm-hmm. to make sure their client gets something. Yeah. And so if you don't, you know, I don't know. I just seen a video on my wife's TikTok the other day of like 60 people taking like $300,000 worth of shit from a Nordstrom and no one's allowed to do anything. Employees aren't allowed to do anything. Security's not allowed to do anything. So when you don't have repercussions for yeah. shit, it gets out of control real quick. Mm. So I yeah. I think that they can stiffen that. Yep. And that, I mean, and there's a million factors in but it. All, like I've I mean, heard, you know, like the dwarf birch is growing. A lot so of that they're, is they're losing lichen. There's yeah. honest mistakes that happen in that too, because as you've gone many times, it's especially if you're newer. Yeah, you know it's not they that are, easy to count. Well, they're and we've been, ex- you know, Br- Brandon has a story on his own where it's like, or even mine when I thought it was ten, and they count, you know, they do count some, they don't count some, and they bring in ten other people that come yeah. in, and no one has the well, same that, answer. Yeah, that's why I don't think that you can like change the whole years thing. Yeah, like eight just kind of coincides with. Yeah, but what you curl. could do is like, let's say they're they're going for full curl rams, and there's six allowed in this area. Okay, not full core RAM, whatever RAM you'd like, but there's only two left, yeah, that you can get. Yeah. So then it's not like, yeah, more of a registration system. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing they could do is Jake and I were talking about is maybe there could be a thing where like, hey, if you're if you kill like an 8-year-old that's barely full curl, then then you like can't hunt that area again for like 4 years, but if you kill one that's like 10 years, and like an inch or a half inch or some measurement past full curl, then you can hunt it again the next year to try to encourage more mature rams getting taken out. Mm. They, there, there could be something like that. Um, but uh, either like I, I'm with points. you. Like I, at this point, like I would, I would. Ne- I think I would never have said this before this trip, but I feel like that area should go to a draw. You know where it's managed better. I think, I think all areas are eventually going to go. I mean, we're blessed to even. I mean, we're blessed as Alaskans. Like yeah. the majority of the hunts. That yeah, but I, I feel do, bad for do, like the kids, does. man. Like my kids, yeah. Jack's kids, Brandon's kids that want to go. It's about the kids, man. Yeah. Like, when, like when he's ready to go. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I mean, you have these cycles, you yeah. know, where uh, 
the earth's gonna just do what it does and unfortunately they it's the it's the freeze thaw cycles are way worse for the sheep than the deep snow like deep snow they're dying in avalanches but they can at least get food i mean mountaintops like no matter how much snow you got mountaintops are usually is blown off they're getting a lot of wind you know they can still find food it's the freeze thaw cycles where if it builds up an inch thick layer of ice like they can't scratch yeah. through that yeah and then i've heard that you know the dwarf birch is like gaining yeah. elevation and so yeah. it's like that stuff is like you know it's like a weed closing so down, it's, it's closing, closing down, down a lot that. of their food yeah. sources yeah there's a million factors what i i agree with the natural thing but i think when you're in an area and you're at the low end of that cycle and you have airplane traffic and you have hunter hunting pressure and you're taking out mature rams like that is gonna add to that at a time that it, we don't need to add to it and it, it's like it's crazy you go fly through yeah, rainy pass i mean you're 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 passing hundreds of bulls and in the back of a plane you will see zero sheep and it's it's because that plane traffic like the the sheep don't like the plane traffic just like there's no goats in spencer so don't put in for goats at spencer glacier because you're never going to see any with all the helicopters that go out there i put in for every year and i got one i got one (laughs) goat up there i know well speaking of it and you're asking me about the other numbers here's the picture you asked for what's it up oh nice they both got one Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's not Brett, though. No, that's not Brett. They took a third dude? I don't know. Must have. Must have. Yeah. Yeah. What are, Hell yeah, that? dude. They went to the Brooks. Brooks Range Rams. Nice work, Joe. Still, still found So it's like a 10-year-old on the right? The other guy's younger, huh? Yeah. He's like one nice, of those curly a, cues. Really nice ones. Right, eight. Good for them. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Good for them. There's still hope, boys, right there. Yeah. Oh, there's still hope. They're out there. Man. Yeah, no, for sure. I just think gotta when, walk farther. when certain Fly areas are getting hitting hard, we need to be cautious. That's all. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just been a pattern that's been happening with all kind of things. I mean, the kings, the clams, we said it before, the crab, mm-hmm. the sheep. The caribou now? The caribou. Jeez, man. Well... We have to start getting them little ground squirrels out. The caribou <laughs> is a, that's a dynamic thing because I, I know you're referring to like Nelchina probably. And the Malchatna. Well, the Malchatna one, they just, they did just deal with that to the best of their ability. Yeah. I mean, it killed and 90. On an emergency kind of situation. Yeah. 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 But that's a, that's a different, um, that's that resident herd. That's just like kind of a trophy herd. Uh-huh. It's a very resident caribou. And so it's kind of different than these others. The the one, like the 40-mile herd and then, you know, tier one tag, like that herd's just not, like, it kind of combined. Like the 40-mile herd got mm-hmm. way bigger. And um, so. But so did everyone that's going hunting there now. And so that, that, that one's was really. That, that was in the, that was going after the Nelchina. Mm-hmm. All those hunters just go. Yeah. Well, the problem, yeah, but the problem with that is like that herd, both those herds, like they cross a international border. So like yeah. that's a balancing act with like the Canadians. You know, you know, we're we're getting them first. So it's like, you know, yeah. Well, just like yeah, 
you know, and we have, we have to make sure that there's enough for like Canadian hunters to still be able to hunt. Mm-hmm. And so well, that, that's that happened delicate, with the Kings too. And the fish, you know what I mean? Balance. Cause we're getting them all first before they make their way over there. What? Like the Yukon? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they want them, but I think it's like redder than ketchup so, bottle, so dude. Out. <laughs> uh, Ferrari <laughs> red on that <laughs> point. Dude, like, they're like, nah, you can have that. <laughs> what happened? But I don't know, uh, man. It's a delicate thing. On you. But I did want to bring up something because this is something that we can be fighting on a constant and I know that you have a thing coming up with them in October, but the howl for wildlife guys, um, like everyone should just be part of that. You don't even have to join their organization. You don't have to give no money. Just follow them and get on their newsletter because what they're doing is so important. And a lot, and a lot of it is like, all you have to do is like click the howl button meaning you want to like say something he's got form letters already written you just enter in your name and email if you agree with what they're trying to do and they send letters to make sure because like man you're worried about like us running out of dull sheep for your kids like you got a administration right now that just pulled federal funding from schools that have archery or gun safety programs hunter education programs like so like uh, we uh, don't make well, what up, about JROTC? Like, well, do a lot of gun shooting there. Well, there's a there's a lot of stuff that, but these are bills that get brought they up. Pull that, they, they? they haven't pulled it. I don't think they'll pull that. Yeah, that, that, no, they won't. I mean, they're just like yeah. you know they won't because they're t- they're talking the military's too big of a deal. Yeah, but there is a fight right now against hunting. Oh yeah, and it's nationwide. And and as hunters, like you can't even like we don't have the right because we're so goddamn spoiled and blessed to be Alaskans. We don't have the right to only worry about Alaska. Like we need to defend this in other States. Like we have to be sending letters and, and, and how for wildlife makes it super easy, man. Give them a follow, sign up for their newsletter and go on their stuff because there is bills and they're not, it's not as prevalent in Alaska because we are a hunting foundation state like that that's this that's what we do here and even even like the a vegan uh, a vegan in alaska is like they even know like they're not even anti-hunters up here you know like they know like this is this is part of our livelihood and it's a big part of like being an alaskan and life up here and it's under attack in the united states badly and we are a very small minority. And if we don't come together and all support each other, like I'm, maybe you're never going to f- go hunting in Louisiana. <laughs> I'm probably not ever either. But if they're going to try never and ban know. something there, I'm going to make well, sure that I sign that you. thing. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. it's all just taken a little away at a time. And, and once things are taken away, man, it's yeah. real hard to get them well, back. That's right. No. no, it's fighting you. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get off my howlforwildlife.org. Yeah, good yes. shout out though. Really, seriously, that's that was good. And call. there's other organizations too that'll do it. Like, but just get on. Just as a hunter, man, we have to support other hunters. That's right. Period. 
Yeah, we'd stand together. Even the ones that are road hunting and dead horse. <laughs> the U-Haul? The U-Haul, U-Haul boys. The U-Haul guys? Man, it's been a while since I've, like, road hunted. Legit road hunted. Oh, right. You that know what I mean? First yeah. time in my life. <clears throat> I mean, cause no, sort of. I mean, I kind of did it in Arizona, I guess. I mean, you never, like, ran Lake Louise Road in the truck looking for a caribou or anything before? Never. I mean, we drove on Denali Highway and, like, spotted okay. from the car. That's road hunting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look at the mountains and shit. Hunting. I've never even done that. I've never road hunted other than my time in Arizona, which was, you know, on a road. It's more like four-wheel drive trails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is... I had a different... was close enough to me. I just thought it was going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in preparation for the hunt... Is it how underscore org? That's it right there, right? Yep, that's... Yeah. how underscore org. Yes, that's Howl Charles right there. Sweet. That's on Instagram. The, on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. How for Wildlife. He's got a lot of and followers. that dude, Charles, like, Charles isn't doing that to make money, man. He's just he's doing that for all of us. Yeah, he's just he really he's just trying to be part of the solution. Yes, he's donating his time, dude. He awesome. is on. Well, it, I man. shared this well, this thing, Charles. Um, Actually, we should play a little thing of that. I forget his last name. But yeah, yeah, because this is this is a good talk too, and he's doing stuff like this where he's saying like, "You people out there that are like athletes or whatever that are hunters, like." promote it if you're an influencer promote it if you hunt like don't shy away from it because people are gonna blast you on your instagram and what i think would be super cool is and this is no disrespect at all the hot shots out there the the big time dudes the big people with followers the the people with awesome businesses creating stuff all the time you know you're selling this stuff we're buying stuff whoever it is i'm just thinking of like a million people so no disrespect or anything like that but if those guys became leaders in what it is we're doing here getting people involved in commission meetings getting people involved in the issues taking a little bit of their precious time it is believe me into sharing some info with people not just sharing a post not just liking a post that's nothing that's getting nothing done that's no action that's 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 nothing i'm talking about getting involved what you might not know and i know a lot of people don't know this this kind of hit me square between the eyes when there was that um oh what was the bill out of georgia um the return act I'd listen to some podcasts and I found out people do not know that there are people every single day fighting in the trenches for, for hunting rights, for conservation. And I'm, I'm not talking about like the big, the, the national orgs. I'm talking about the state level. There's people running organizations who are in it every single day. You want to know who they are. You pay attention to a commission meeting and you see who's there. You see what organizations are actually there. You see who's there that's fighting for you. But anyway, that return act thing. I heard comments and people talking about stuff like the sportsman's seat at the table doesn't matter and all that. And it's not that big of a deal. And no one pays attention to that. I'm like, oh my God, there's a whole world you just don't know about. Isn't there? <laughs> I mean, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even really know how to take that. Anyway. 
we need leaders who can take this charge and get people behind them. Because when you guys do things, I'm, I'm talking to a bunch of you out there, but when you do things, other people do it. They're like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'm going to, you know, get involved in this archery contest or this thing, or I'm going to wear that pack or whatever, just because you are, and I respect you. If you showed up to a commission meeting <laughs> and gave your story and get and, and just, you know, whatever, you showed up and spoke, that would do so much for this community, for the sportsman community, the hunters and the anglers and everything. That would do, dare I say, that might have more of an effect than anything else you've ever done. I might be wrong. I'm just saying, for me, I think it would. That's definitely make me the happiest. But there's people who are exhausted by the work that goes in. And I don't want to sit around in 10 years and say, yeah, we lost this because hunters didn't show up, because people didn't show up. I want to sit around and say in 10 years, we've still got this because we created something new and we actually got the people to show up. It's going to take a lot of work, but if we don't do it, we're going to be sitting around in 10 years and just like in 2013 when California lost hound hunting and I mean, they, you know, you name it in California, all I heard was people didn't show up to fight against it and it became easy and you know I mean it's a different story I don't want to get into like the, the weeds and all that kind of stuff but we need you mm. pretty deep yeah what he said yeah get involved he's yeah he's he's 100% correct <clears throat> Dustin mentioned that before. Dustin goes to a lot of the fishing things. It's like there's nobody there. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's nobody there. Where are all these guys? Yeah. You know, the state's there. The feds are there. Yeah. Lobbies are there. Lobbies are there. Where's the, all these guides? Where's all these people that love it, enjoy it, and profit off of it? And want I mean, people are busy, and I understand that. You have to support it on some level. Whatever level you can yeah. find the time or afford, you got to do it if you want your kids to be able to do this, your grandkids. Yeah, take the action, whatever that capacity is. Yeah. Yep. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about the, <laughs> the actual topic we're going to talk about this whole yeah, time. Yeah, I already named the show, too. <laughs> Big Ray's The Alaskan Outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Ray's has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. At Big Ray's, you'll find brands like Carhartt, Grundens, Darn Tough, FXD, Okiwear, and more. Big Ray's is your one-stop shop for both outdoor gear and rugged work attire. Check out their new exclusive line of durable but affordable waders inspired by and named after the majestic Aralik River in remote western Alaska. The Aralik wader was designed by Alaskans and proven for the diverse waters of the last frontier. 
Visit Big Rays at any of their five locations statewide, two in Anchorage, two in Fairbanks, one in Kodiak, or check them out online at BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans turn disasters into new beginnings since 1972. Their 24-hour services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, and repairs. Tailored built its reputation with years of committed and reliable service to the community with innovative restoration and home remodeling. When you have an unexpected home issue at the most improbable time, Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Tailored Restoration has locations to serve you in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu or Fairbanks. Give them a call at 907-344-1239 or make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and Overlander products. If you want to customize your vehicle, talk to the team at Total Truck where you'll find their expertise along with top brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Lining Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Want to turn your truck into a sleeping option? They have rooftop tents, custom camping equipment, electronics, and solar energy packages to keep you powered up deep in the backcountry. Stop by their store location on Dowling between the new and old Seward Highway or check them out at TotalTruckAK.com. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. All the aggressive jeans uh, would be out of, out of the pool. Right. It's only the docile ones. Jackie, you say you got something for us? Oh, yeah, I do. So actual trivia? All right, throw it down. Okay. The really other good. trivia was legit trivia, too, actually. Yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah, it was good. We can do as many as you want. We can do one, ten, whatever. Let's go till I win. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, we were on sheep. So uh, how much does a male sheep weigh? And how much is the uh, the uh, harvestable meat? The, the So live weight and on... Two twenty-five and fifty. Uh, that's a good one. Two sixty-five, eighty. A uh, dollar and one cent, Bob. I'm, I'm gonna go two two twenty-five and sixty pounds off the bone. All right, you nailed the eighty, and then three hundred. Okay, is the average a male, male a, mature male weight? Eighty pounds from the Department of Fishing. Yeah, eighty pounds of meat. Yeah. Man, I don't think I've ever pulled 80 pounds of meat out of there on I, ram that I can remember. No, no bloodshot, maybe. Can't be shooting them sublegals, bro. Bones in and with the <laughs> head, maybe. Yeah, it's just, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm just trying to think of like when you had meat made and 50 what pounds. you were able to do with it. Usually turn it in 50. Well, you probably yeah. eat a bunch too. You Some turn it in, stuff. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Eat the sure. back shot. We don't eat it. It's mine. No, oh, but you eat it when you're out there, don't you? No. No? Never no. out there alone. I'm not sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> we, ne- we never. Really uh, eat ten pounds of brisket. Uh, you eat <laughs> a whole bunch, dude. You <laughs> eat, eat a lot. <laughs> we eat the heart. Yeah. Well, they may. I wonder if they count that. Not eighty. No. The heart, the liver. They're not, they're not counting. Or, or there's no organs in that. No. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just all the meat, and if you don't have any yeah, bloodshot, like, like and it's a big mature ram. I could see 80 pounds if you got like a big old hoss, big fat hoss. Yeah. Feels like 80, tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Mm-hmm. That feels like more than 80. <laughs> it does feel more like more than 80, 100%. All right. 
All right, same question, but for bison. So weight of okay, like a male bison. Mm. They're all great questions. A bite. I think we actually may have done this, or we talked about this with uh, uh, David. David. Yep. I feel like we covered this. Oh, you have to go back to my notes. Uh, okay, give me I'm gonna go thirteen hundred. <laughs> six fifty. I'm gonna go sixteen hundred. Holy shit! Those things are heavy, dude, and big. And I'm gonna say eight fifty. Uh, twelve hundred and fifty live. Uh, four hundred off the bone. So big bull, two thousand pounds, mm. and uh, six hundred and eighty pounds of meat. God oh, damn! So I was close on meat. Yeah, two thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. Dude, those things are massive. They're, they're, they're bigger than moose. Everything's falling like a one third, basically. Oh, when the per, meat comes per, off, pretty close. That's about right. Yeah, that's what it's showing. I feel like some of those caribou that we were after, especially the one, the missed opportunity one. Had a huge rack, but super small body. Mm. And then the big bulls that we saw in Dead Horse were like fucking built. Yeah, it was a huge like you could have a nice bull, but have a small body on it. Mm -hmm. It was just crazy the variation in caribou size that we saw. I, oh. I, I guess I've hunted caribou in a while, so Did I, we I do forgot. But that's the next one. Oh. oh. Anyway, yeah, I want to okay. dive into that. I was just right, thinking let's do about the moose. Yeah. So bull moose, moose, big bull moose. Live weight and uh, dressed out meat weight. I was saying. Keep underestimating. Twelve fifty. Five fifty. Mm. Sixteen. Four fifty. Because we're going average, right? Yeah. Damn, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Average. Fifteen hundred pounds. 400 pounds all right so 1600 and 500 so wow. 1600 mm -hmm. is average fucking big bull moose i know that's crazy like i know that those yukon moose up out of toke dude those are some big bodies mm -hmm. we did it we turned in eric's bull we we i remember we counted the weight it was like 490 pounds or something like bone that. Bone in or bone? Uh, off the bone that off we turned bone. in okay, yeah. for processing. Yeah. But we kept. That was everything. That was, that, that was was like four almost four, just shy of 500 pounds off the bone. Off the bone. Off the bone. Yeah. yeah. That's not what we turned in the processor. So that's what we added up in what we had processed and then what we kept. We actually weighed like his little, his back. We weighed the back strap separate. We weighed the, 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 I guess the non-grind meat we mm -hmm. weighed separately, and then we, weighed what we turned in, and that was the cumulative was almost yeah. five hundred pounds. Triss's moose, <clears throat> which when he shot it, Wes was like, "How big do you think that rack is?" And I said, "53." It was sixty-one. Sometimes oh the rack doesn't God. matter. We turned in you know? six hundred and sixty pounds yeah. on the bone. Yep, to Indian Valley. And that was minus the back straps yep. and yep. minus the tender line. Monster yep. body. Yep. 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 What, what did Fish and Game say, though? 49? <laughs> they said, they, six, they the said I had it at 60. They said 61. <laughs> well, the taxidermists, they didn't. We didn't have, have to fish, bring it We in. didn't run into Fish and Game. Yeah, you don't have to get it sealed or whatever. <laughs> but I thought, yeah. I thought it wasn't that big because 
dude, the body. Because the body was so massive. You guys know Wes. Wes is not weak. He's yeah, strong, dude. Wes couldn't hold the hind quarter up, pop the hip joint by himself. Well, it makes sense. Thing weighed three hundred pounds. One hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> I mean, it took two big dudes to hold yeah. that. Yeah, so that that was one of those on the top scale when we were talking about that average. Yeah, mm. you know, that was probably a sixteen seven hundred seventeen hundred pound animal. And yeah, there's yeah, we healthy. We average between five fifty and six fifty bone in, but we've already taken out roasts, back straps, tenderloin. Yeah. And yep. so that the, those weights make sense. Yeah. Yep. I, I just always figure, like, if you get 500 pounds, that's a good haul. And bone-in, I don't mean haul. ribs. I don't ever take ribs. Yeah. What? Like, like that caribou I body. The rib that caribou meat. body was like a on the ribs. mature You've never body. done the whole rib? I'm not carrying that rib out. <sighs> oh, of that, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm a moose rib? Like deer? Do you do that, though? <clears throat> yeah, like I don't. Yeah, those. Oh, it's so bomb, dude. The whole deer rack. Oh man, deer, deer well, I would for sure because like you, you don't get anything straight. You guys got <laughs> yeah, moose. You guys had to take the ribs out, right? No. Oh, you were able to debone it. Ribs, yeah. Oh shit! I've they never. I've never. Area. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize. I've I've never. You guys done are required. That. Where's the area where you're required? Bunch of areas. On the like, ribs. like everything. Yeah, Six, Sixteen, thirteen. You have to take the ribs. All yeah. upper half. The ribs yeah. come as a. As no thirteen, you, know you have to take the ribs if they're if you're on that party hunt thing. No, no, you have no, to you take, take them the every whole damn time. Thing, dude. Yeah, you have to cut the rib rack out. Mm -hmm. So you have to bring the rib rack. I've out. always brought the rib it rack. Says that in the, the rig. Yeah, yeah it does. that's part of the that's part of the on the bone. Yep, on sixteen and thirteen for sure. Almost every area. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, about twenty or except 12, like the any bull areas. Nineteen. No, it's yeah. still. I don't you take know. the ribs, man. Yeah. So. From here on out, you know what I'm saying? Fuck. And then he's going to be able to slug him out. He's like, fuck Daniel, fuck Jack, fuck Brandon. That's why you bring the Sawzall, bro. Take the whole rest. That's right. There was the just a lot of like, I don't know, there's a lot of things about this hunt that when you imagine it or listen to podcasts or listen or read articles on it that. Okay, we're talking about the. It feels there's more sh wild. Shifting, the yeah. the U-Haul hunt. Yeah, U-Haul hunt 2023. So you can. So is this, this a, for re th what th reason? Th this so one was 13, inside 19, the 19, 21, couldn't, 23, couldn't through it. 25. You're right. Yeah. So I walked up on them with the GoPro. I'll hunt any of those. There you go. You're good then. Yep. Yeah. So I was just kind of going to start working oh. to see if he would push. How far would he have had to go? Like we're watching half, a caribou. Half a mile. Oh, okay. See that, that mound over there? See that mound over there? No, it's yeah. just that's just a gravel mound uh -huh. for like a state like maintenance, like a big gravel. He just like had to go past that. Yep. Yep. Well, you well you did the wrong thing. You, you got to go on the other side and crack. Oh, he it. went past it. We, yeah, we did. Like I know. I know. I, I wanted to. He went did he past ever, it. He did pass it. Crazy story for the we watched that bull get taken that night. Oh, mm. you guys crazy, just didn't want to stay on crazy, it. Crazy? Uh, no, no, we were we definitely were, stayed we were on in it. The, we were in the parking spot that it got taken from. Oh, which was literally the line. Uh huh. And it's a road down to the edge of the sag. Uh huh. And um, there was a camper parked there that pulled in there. We pulled out to go into Dead Horse because we, we weren't seeing any caribou. Right. 
And so then we pulled back in, or then we came back, we spotted that caribou right on the road. So we just followed him for a minute and watched him. He was walking that way. And then so we're like, okay, well, he's heading that way. So we're going to go back to where we were. And at that point, well, we'd have to start all over. Can we start at the beginning? Way. Well, I, I was going to say that that's a fun story. And we can start with the he story. Got killed. But we can Let's re- just put it that way. Well, I want to come back to that because it was actually pretty, pretty cool from our view to see. It happened. If it was any other car group of people, however you, we want to define it, if it was any other people that we had seen up there, I'd be upset about that thing. Uh-huh. But the people who got it were the only people that I met up there that I would be friends with oh really yeah, or and yes. ken ken cause we ran into ken um and ken we ran into ken up there who's but we ken? already knew ken he uh, wasn't new. he wasn't ken, new to us ken, oh yeah. Um, yeah oh ken was up there yeah ken ended up we ran, ran solo dolo <clears throat> so we'll come back to that story okay we'll come back to that story we got a little pre pre season all right so I, i'll just reverse back right oh man so namaste this namaste. is a very namaste. like long anticipated namaste hunt because you have a long drive before you can start hunting. So you got to drive all the way up from Anchorage to Fairbanks. Yeah. That's a haul. Like 26-hour drive. Yeah. We're go- you know, we, we're, it was a beautiful, beautiful morning. Oh, okay. Um, beautiful morning. And, you know, we, we're, we're cruising up. You get through the Nanana. Nanana was the breeze out of the east? The Nanana, the fire's going, so oh. it got really smoky. No, it was out of the west. And so that was interesting to... Uh, some fires. Totally was ripping. Um, and it was interesting because I guess it was nice to not have to deal with any forest fires all summer long. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Like we didn't have, with no, it being no so wet, here, yeah. there was no fires. And so to go through, was said like, oh, no shit. one ever from the town of Fairbanks. <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah, coming back, it was really bad. Well, they but, deal uh, with that. That's yearly for them. Like, that's, that's yeah. the new norm in Fairbanks. Like, you're going to deal with smoke. But, I mean, I guess, you know, a couple things that come to mind, like to start, was so we pulled up a picture of Chad Chuck. The road wasn't as bad as maybe I had hyped it up to be a little bit to Chad. Was some. it washboardy? Not really. Oh, nice. I mean, some It wasn't areas, as bad as you two said it was, and well, it look, wasn't even in the same book as what... You've, you've read, read on forums from yeah. people who are like, you need three spare tires, two sat phones, and emergency food for a month. <laughs> like, and I'm not, I'm barely joking about that. Emergency I mean, food for a month like, was like the only thing that was untrue about that, that shit, statement. Yeah. Like, I read a lot of shit that was yeah. like, don't do it. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we, had, we did go on it once and it was really bad. But I think that depends well, this on time, the rain. Like, yeah, it was probably rain. one of the nicest dirt roads I've ever been on. Yeah, it was very well maintained and, and taken care of this time. 800 miles. Uh, 400 miles. So we make the run through Fairbanks. Uh, I want to just real quick give a shout out to the boat shop in Fairbanks. Fuck yeah. They're a jet boat and, and boat dealer up there. Um, we took our uh, our late great buddy What's Jack's uh, jet boat up there. Um Helping the family get that up to them. They're going to go ahead mm. and, and get it up for sale. Uh, anyway, we hauled it up. That went really smooth. You got to say guys, their name. Uh, it, was, gonna, it, was, it was Dave and Gary. But the name of the shop. The boat shop. Right? Oh, it's called the boat it's shop. It's called the boat shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
the boat shop Fairbanks. So that was just me that it went over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so top top notch service. Really caring dudes that took the boat in. I've dealt with them in the past with some of my own personal stuff, but just a top notch group of guys, ownership, the way they run it, their culture there. You could just tell it's it's a really, really great run operation. Um yeah. drop drop the boat off, retool in Fairbanks, get some you know, get some extra gear, fuel up. The food. Ended up bringing well, more REI. fuel than we needed, technically. Yeah. Which, well, we weren't we didn't realize we were gonna be that close to Dead Horse and could you know go fuel up. Yeah, I mean yeah. it just because it was pretty expensive from cold foot through it was like seven fifty a gallon, I think. Was fuel same cost. As, same as Dead Horse. So we did save money by loading up fuel and mm-hmm. um it was crazy too. We stumbled across like an old school gas station garage in Fairbanks. Like the shit that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's got like a service station. Yeah, like they're yeah. working on cars. And wow. like you hear the <laughs> shit like doing tires and mm-hmm. then you gotta go buy fuel. It's like Damn, these fucking things still exist. Yeah. It's Fairbanks, so it makes sense, but probably one of the last of its kind. Um, but we made really good time beyond that point. I think we rolled into Coldfoot. Oh, we hit the, the Yukon quick. It's only like 100-something miles. Smooth roads. Yeah, there was minor construction. Oh, the one construction zone was fucking gnarly. Oh, I wonder if I have a video of that. I'm going to try and pull it up. Dude, we've seen this fucking cat. Rock truck. Rock truck. Mm-hmm. The one that carries the giant boulders yeah. in like fucking 12 feet of mud. Oh, what? Just rallying. It was oh, up. It was, you know, you know how a rock man. truck is. Yeah. So you know how like the front, from the front bumper, it's like sloped down yeah. to the drivetrain uh-huh. and they're on like eight foot tires. This thing was pushing mud like almost up to the front bumper, what? up the slope. Three quarters of the tire. That's insane. And just pushing it like a river. Oh yeah! Not even spinning the tire, like full Shit load crazy, uphill. Man, uphill. Well, yeah, we're right next to it, and I'm just like, Brandon, look how much mud this. Is. He's like, holy fuck! I got <laughs> And the dude's just like cruising. He's like, brr, and he's like, this is what I gives do. us the fucking like. <laughs> we get it. Oh, awesome. well, I, I do. I found the room. video. I'll, I'll send it to you, Daniel, in a second. I had to pull it off the, yeah, it's the GoPro. But that was, you know, you drive by a lot of construction zones in Alaska in the mm-hmm. summer. And you see, like, it's pretty cool when you go through, like, a Tonka truck construction zone. Oh, you know, it's yeah. a major, like, fucking. Yeah, they're, they're putting the in, like, a 12 foot prism oh. for that road. You know, yeah. we're moved over here and they're, like, they're below us. Right. Like, that's how heavy that prism yeah, is yeah. that they're putting cool. in for that road. It was crazy how much. And yeah, they had so that we, whole thing backfilled by the time we came back. Yeah, they did, which was crazy. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, where is that hole right amazing, there? Man. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. I just figured it was so soupy. I was just like, ooh, good luck with that, fellas. Yeah. You're just, dump, just, just dumping like gravel nothing. in that. Just lake. Yeah, so we rip. We get to Coldfoot, and uh, Coldfoot had their buffet going. Mm-hmm. So we filled oh, up the truck. Never got there in the buffet. Yeah, we hit the buffet. Remember, yeah. we've always gone there, and it's all empty trays. Yeah, and we just got to order. We a always burger. missed the buffet. We missed the buffet. Was it good? The burgers bomb I, though. The food it was, was great. It was really good. Well, I don't know. Every time you're coming, not up, in ten days of <laughs> yeah, hiking. definitely not inexpensive. But yes, the food was good. Yep. So we left. I think I think we left Cold Foot around like nine o'clock. So we left at five thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. And we were in Coldfoot. I'm going to go back and find a f- timeline of a photo. I think we left there at like 7 p.m. Uh, 9. 
Nine. I got a picture at nine o'clock. It was like nine fifteen when we rolled out. So I had thought, oh well, like, and this was another struggle that I had with this. Yeah. Was the like winging it part of this trip, where I I think I want to have like a plan of a like where we're gonna camp and like where we're gonna stop and I I like to have that preset notion that I know what we're doing, mm. but we didn't do that and and Chad was really good about like man we'll just drive until we fucking want to stop yeah. And I'm like, all right, all right, okay, cool, man. I gotta just like, let go. I gotta I let that go, man, and just and and <laughs> let it be. And you know, I, I didn't think we would cover so much ground between nine and midnight, mm-hmm. but four hours gets you all the way up through Adigan, down the backside through Galbraith, and what was I, the time frame again? Five thirty a.m. and we stopped driving at like midnight, twelve fifteen, I think. And is you about were all the, the way through Adigan. We were all the way down. Oh, this to is like, from Anchorage. No, we, from were, we were right before Adding. No, this is from this is from Anchorage. Five thirty a.m. Yeah, we left at five thirty a.m. on Monday, the thirty first. Did you get that McDonald's on Monday? No, we weren't ready to eat. <laughs> Definitely not ready to eat. We got coffee. Shit, we didn't even get coffee. I had a coffee, but we didn't even stop for an official coffee until jumping Jana's. Right before Javas. the big jumping job, Java Jana, Jana yeah. Java over near Talgina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, is yeah, this the video of the early, truck? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, speed it up a little bit. I hope I got a good video. Oh man! Oh, look at how deep that is. Oh, dude, watch when he drops down in these holes. Should probably turn that volume down. They're gonna flag us on. Yeah. Look. Oh man. Whoa. He like threw the like Chad is. Chad's like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so that was cool, you know, just like That's my world. Heavy equipment. I love yeah. it. Shit Badass. you can do is like just fucking soup, dude. Man, that's amazing. It's just like waves of it. But oh, yeah, Chad, what, what did we get to like pump mm. station like four I think? Think we Pump got stations past four. Past four. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Or no, like, that's pretty sorry. good, though. We thought it was Pump Station 4, and it wasn't. It was, it was like state, state, it maintenance was state maintenance thing, deal. Which was before Adigan. Okay. Right? Didn't we camp before Adigan? Oh, yeah. We went past We went past Galbraith. So where exactly is the area where you can hunt for the So caribou? you can start that unit. Well, you it, can hunt in the unit lower than it. There's just no caribou. Well, but you can shoot ten a day, ten there. Well, okay, so Yukon River to Coldfoot, <laughs> Yukon River to Adigan Pass is like twenty four, and you can do ten caribou, and it's um, oh, uh, there's like a uh, uh, where was that that creek that yeah, was the remember. line where it goes to twenty four, and then it goes to three caribou bulls, and then pretty much. What we thought was the Hunnable area was the south side of the brooks. When Galbraith. You co- when you come mountains, down, when you come out of uh, Adigan, then you're in the. Which, by the way, that is some of the most fucking beautiful mm-hmm. scenery you'll ever see yeah. in your life driving through Adigan Pass. Yeah. That's Let me tell you that right now, man. Uh, Dalton. Dalton, that's right. U Haul. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, no, that that is, I mean, it is some spectacular, and I mean spectacular, I don't say that lightly, it is it is like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. ooh, so epic in there. It's a gnarly pass, like I couldn't imagine pulling a tandem trailer through there. 
Like when you come south, the first pull up Adigan, I clocked it. It's two. It's like two point one miles mm, of like seven percent grade yeah. for like two point one miles. Yeah. So for a tractor, like your trailer, turbos are glowing oh, in a semi. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's like literally, got to be just glowing. So that photo I sent you guys of his truck that night because mm-hmm. I had cell phone reception at the, at pump station. I th- want to say that was four. That yeah. was pump Would you station. Would call that again? Yeah. That was that was pump station four, and uh, I was able to get cell phone, so I sent you guys his truck. Yeah, that was that, a good one that, that night. Yeah, so so yeah, we got <clears throat> we got through Gal. Well, okay, back backing up. I, is that um? Oh, this looks like oh, that's, glitter, that's glitter town. Yeah, that's just uh, going through um, Denali. You know, good old Denali. You know, it's, it was hustling and bustling and tourists and everybody. What a dude. nice day. That was a gorgeous drive up, man. We got really blessed with good weather. If you're going to Denali, stop in the Cashwitna Art Gallery and see Jesse yeah. Fre- or mm-hmm. Justin Frescioni. Say, hey, fresh. Hey, fresh. Hit me on the tape. Yeah. Real fresh light. Yeah, so, nice. so in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, we're like in real caribou country. Yeah. <coughs> and this Adigan. is after you go over Adigan? Yeah. Threw out again. You drop down. You get in. Are you looking for caribou already? Or nah, no? uh-uh. not no. then. It was so late. Yeah, it was in the morning. I got up at about five. Well, back up. We went to we went through Galbraith, which is a, a pretty well known landmark on the yeah. Dalton. It's got the airstrip. Mm-hmm. It's got a dope campground that you can it's drive after back. You drop over. Yep. yep. Yeah. You're you're rolling out of the brooks. Mm-hmm. Still in the the brooks, but yeah. like the very. Southern as foothills. it starts to like mm-hmm. yeah slow uh, down to the, the north side foothills north mm-hmm. side foothills correct and so um, that's a dope picture yeah that's actually on the sag right there <clears throat> a great shot I feel like we had a, I think we had missed we had already run in with a caribou bike. so is the, there's an airstrip um, there in Galbraith yeah really and do nice they have ab fuel I, I, oh, I, I bet I they imagine. bet they like did it's a, it's a oh you could stop your you're it's playing a, in it's there. a you can land whatever you want there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you needed fuel, you can stop in there for fuel. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean you could land a DC five, a Herc, like oh, really? whatever oh, you it's want. A it's massive a massive airstrip. Mile, legit one. Mile yeah, runway. So as an air traffic as yeah, an air a legit trip. runway. Air traffic office and, mm-hmm. and fueling yeah. station and shed and all that stuff. What's the Africa gas cost there? Yeah, I don't Three know. Gallon. Yeah, they weren't open. <laughs> but I, there was no one the in it. Button. Like I imagine it, that place is kind of like a scheduled thing, or maybe you can, maybe it's just like a card. Like in dead in dead horses, like you go in and you do this little uh, kiosk thing. Yeah, they have two credit card swipers. It authorizes. It's, it's like it's different gas pumps. That was kind I of just cool paid ten dollars a gallon in Squintina for Avgas. So up there, man, it's got to be like fifteen. Well, yeah. seven fifty for. Regular, regular unleaded fuel. so yeah and so they don't they don't offer like supreme <laughs> it's gotta be like 15 or something yeah, yeah. I imagine. oh yeah so i guess where i was getting to the like the perception versus reality moment of the hunt mm-hmm. was when we got out of galbraith and we thought oh this is like where i feel like we'd start seeing caribou or man it'd be really cool to hunt caribou in like the high country so we could have elevation and see because man i always hear about the flat no cover and it's hard stocks and Mm -hmm. i'm like well be awesome if we could see them so we're rolled through out of out of galbraith and you're kind of like man i i don't know if you're gonna see caribou up here started to kind of like doubt that why 
It just didn't feel caribou-y. Oh. Like, uh, I don't know. We, we, it was still light enough in the evening. It we felt could see. caribou-y to me. But when <sighs> the next morning when I was glassing and I'm looking at hillsides and there's no lines. There's no, no game trails. There's no sign of game trails. Right. And I was like, oh, this is not, this isn't like Eureka. Like right. Eureka, like you don't even need to be glassing. Like right. you just, naked eye, you see like, this is a migration path, right? Obviously, right. I didn't get that yeah, yeah. anywhere up there. Yeah, yeah, you don't see them actually yeah. until like dead horse. That reminds me a lot about like the sheep hunt last week, where like we used to go up there and see like established sheep trails, yeah. and you could find like the old established sheep trails. They were still they, beat down. They they weren't like used anymore. Mm. Kind of shit. It was creepy. That's because anyway, there was no sheep. It was to like walk go, yeah. It was like ghost towny yeah. game trails. Oh yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So that that um that set in, and then then we we found a really nice little spot in a creek, and we camped, and we recharged our batteries. Um, Chad's an animal. This dude. We we set up camp. I don't even think we ate. No, we uh, ate. Did we eat? Yeah, oh, we, we had ate. some dogs or something yeah. simple. Chicken. Yeah, fried chicken. And then uh, <clears throat> get up the next morning, and he and he's already up shuffling around, and I'm like, fuck, dude. I, I get up out of a fog. Like, where am I? You know, we got to bed at, like, maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. It was, you know, got up at 4. So it was just, you know how you get onto that 24-hour being awake mode where mm-hmm. you start, yeah. like, you're just a delirious basket case. Anyway, so uh, I hear him. I hear an arrow. Like, thump. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Oh, you're practicing? Yeah, no, he's up. Well, well, no, man. So, so he gets up and does a cold plunge. Nice. <laughs> in the creek behind the camp. It was at Clearwater? And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, really nice. I, I sent him a little. I did a, little time, I did a time lapse. No. Oh, you that, did? Let's oh, see the time lapse. He has it. Daniel has it. I have it? Yeah. yeah oh, you sent it to me. Oh, okay. Saying time, uh, I want to see it. But I was really motivated to get up. And, That's and awesome. He had, well, and he, he ran an arrow through my block that I brought. Is it this one? Uh, No. Go up. Up. Yeah, send yeah. It to, I, know, I think he sent it to me later. Oh, okay. There's one that... Uh, I think it's in that line, man. Is it this one? Well, it's a different... Nope. No, that was Chad, Chad the Savior there. Those are all Brandon. I think that was one that didn't go continue. down. That was a group of them. It's maybe Brandon. it's in that. Oh no, I don't know. Those are all Brandon's. What's going on here though? Oh, this is where Crossing I was like, <laughs> this is where I told Brandon before this trip, like, hey, I got these dope overboots and they're dope because I'll just like, I'll just bring Toss one pair and you. then I'll throw them back to you. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no one told me this. Brandon's just in the water with his 40 boots. 40 yards. <laughs> oh, the sack's huge, man. He shows them too, doesn't he? Show uh, your boots. No one can find this crossing right here. We found it immediately. Yeah. What? Everybody well, you can scared. just look at that. It looks like you can cross it. Uh, All these people. No, there, there's big holes. Like, we're watching. We're on a bar that's like, you have to watch where you're going. Luckily, it's clear. But you can wash so down. You can follow the bar. Easily. But there's deep spots for sure. Like, I mean, you saw caribou cross it, and they were swimming. Yeah, a couple times they're up to their necks for sure. Well, that was just a really, really. Did you long see some boo on the other side? You're looking at. Yeah, yeah. We, this is the day we had a group. Oh, you did. Yeah, it was we anyone saw, we else saw him instantly? Was anyone else trying to stalk these? Well, yeah. So we're, he'll get to that. We're getting oh, okay. we're getting close to that. All right. In the story, but yeah. yeah. 
uh, yeah, so we get up and he's all, you know, he's all cold plunging but, and fucking uh, shooting arrows. Like, and so, so I'll tell you, because you'll, you'll actually love this. So Sornex Outdoors, my buddy Bert, um, they did this thing where they, they joined forces with this company out of North Carolina or South Carolina or North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, called Clean Eats. And um, mm. so they did this challenge starting August 1st. And it was uh, oh yeah, that you got up in the morning, you got a glass of water, whatever, brush your teeth. Then you go outside and you take one cold bore shot yeah. at whatever yardage you pick. Yeah, yeah. And they sent out stickers to people who signed up. So if you hit the vitals at whatever yardage, then you got to eat breakfast. Ah. If you missed, you didn't get to eat breakfast. I love this. If you miss, you shoot that same yardage the next day until you finally eat. Yeah. If you made it, you go a yard back. And you do that August 1st through August 15th. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to be hunting caribou. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little more, um, the consequence is a little higher, higher for me. Because yeah. the only time I'm you hunting. eat breakfast. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so, I get a, so I forget my target at my house. So we're at Brandon's. I'm like, dude, forgot the target. Yeah. Because we wanted to be shooting and yeah, practicing sure. regardless to this. Downtown. But I wanted to do this. Like, I wanted to participate. And it was a thing where, like, I don't know. You post to Instagram, which I obviously wasn't going to be able to do that or do that anyway. But you can win this like three month supply Keep of clean IG, eats, bro? which is like a you know dietary plan. They send meals to you. Oh, let's go. And so, dude, I shoot his target, and this happened to me. We went shooting at the me and Billy Crumb went out to the range at Kincaid. Yeah, and it was raining, and. I fire at the 40 yard target to start at the range. And I like, I shoot three arrows and I walk up to the target and I'm like, find him. And I'm like, what the fuck. And, and at the same time, crumb had shot a different target, but he shot the wrong target. Oh, nice. Like he ranged and then he set his <laughs> dial and yeah, then yeah. he wound up shooting the wrong target. So I was like, Damn. did I do that? So dude? I'm talking shit to him. And then I'm like, fuck, did I shoot the wrong target? And I look and, I had no idea that. I mean, obviously, water is going to lubricate your arrow, yeah. but my arrows pass through those yeah. targets. Yeah, I for sure. So then I had to start shooting like 60, 70, and 80. And 80 was the only thing I wasn't getting passed through. Okay. And well, I was like, you got those like really smooth field tips. We got heavy They're arrow. Like big, heavy. And they have a collar. So like the tip is definitely bigger than the shaft. So <laughs> mm, mine too. They slip through pretty easy. Yeah, yeah there totally you go. Pretty, I was everyone, yes. bro. <laughs> I believe that's how it works. <laughs> but <laughs> we fires yeah. one of those fucking things through that block that morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, now I lost the arrow. Well, I don't want to lose arrows. Oh, you couldn't find it. And I'm like, I don't even know where I hit because he has one of those targets that's like stack of oh, sheets. Yeah, and so it doesn't like it doesn't leave a mark. Yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, well, I'm fucking eating. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess we're done with this whole experiment. Cause <laughs> oh, you didn't uh, have the sticker though. I was like, the sticker would have no, shown. No, I didn't get the sticker. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I signed up online. So, and so I, I get, get up and he's like, me. I already cold plunged and lost an arrow. I'm like, fuck, I'm behind the schedule, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the sticker. <laughs> what about maybe coffee? The, <laughs> maybe <laughs> the, can we have coffee? So did you get breakfast? Yeah, I, yeah, I, well, I, I don't really eat breakfast anyway, so yeah, I was like, I this thing. But, I, but originally, I'd called my buddy, Bert, I text Bert, like, what, whatever, Instagrammed him. 
And I was like, dude, what range are you starting at? And he was like, 60. I was like, fuck, dude, is this a diet? Yeah, <laughs> I was no like, what shit. do you mean? Starting, we're starting yeah, at 60? Brutal. I was like, dude, I'm not starting at 60. Start at 40. I started at 50. All right. But. Then you noticed that first shot. I don't even know where I hit. I just know I lost an arrow. I was best. like, damn, we're down one arrow. I did that I Saturday agree. morning. I just went right out with a cup of coffee and just like, it was like, it was nice in the morning. So I just went out there real quick to shoot a couple. I was like, mm, just all clean, nice, tight group. I was like, damn, is that how it is when you're hunting? When you haven't shot in a few couple not, of days and then. Not if you're me. Oh, for not, a shot. Not if you're stalking something. It's not. Yeah. If you're, I didn't yeah. think so. Yeah. The blood changes. We can talk chat about yeah. that here in a little bit. It's but, not. Um, so official day one, that was like main logistics day. And I feel like if you were really, really dialed in with your logistics and you didn't do the cold foot stop and say you brought fuel, you, you could probably get damn near to hunting zone in a day. Well, we were in hunting zone. I, I know, but I mean, I mean, as far we really as we thought we were, we thought we were okay. True. I mean, technically, you kind we, of we we got to exactly where we were trying to get to. I mean, you were thinking we were going to camp on the south side of the brooks, and I was like, mm, I drive a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I just didn't realize like, that we were going to cover that much just, ground. I'd rather just wake up and be glassing. It's just so weird because I, I had that. So mindset. you made it over at again then? Yeah, yeah. first day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, we were in the we were in the area up and over midnight. We crashed. We're around like Plum Station four or three, all right, and that's only like a hundred and something miles out of Dead Horse. Mm -hmm. So on the next day, we're like, well, fuck. I guess we're already this close. We know we're good on fuel now. We might as well just go to Dead Horse at this point. Well, we just drove the road because I, I glassed for an hour and a half, and I saw two carib lone caribou, and they didn't. They weren't. They didn't have any head. They were shooters. They didn't have head. No. Nah. Like they didn't have a rack, so I was like, "Well." And that was from where you camped. Yeah, just sitting on the river. And then were you going up like every fifteen minutes, like? Yeah, we were glassing. we were glassing every section that we thought looked yeah, like we, it had some, or, or if we thought we saw something, we were we were glassing constantly all the way to. And then oh. we got to like Pump Station Two, mm -hmm. which is fifty something miles mm -hmm. to Dead Horse. And at that point, we really we hadn't seen one thing. Yeah, road roads fully paved at that point too. And so oh, it is when you get from, out of those from side? two yeah. from two to Dead Horse, it's paved the whole way. All oh. the last like sixty so miles is paved. At that point, Brandon was like, "I've never been to Dead Horse," and I was like, "And I I, I had no idea how much like driving we were going to be doing." So I was like, "Okay, well, I work there, but I don't really. I never. I work sixteen hour days. Yeah, grooming, no shit. Grooming a runway and left. Yeah. So I don't." I never did anything, so I was like, let's just go to Dead Horse and get fuel. So we're not using any of the fuel. We, we had like 45 gallons mm -hmm. in the truck, but I had no clue how much driver we were going to be doing, which we needed it. Yeah, I mean, we needed it for that, but so, we technically could have filled up in Dead Horse and then topped off again. 45 gallons in the truck? And topped off again in cold foot. Yeah, we had two 15s and three fives. Damn. Four fives. Yeah, we were just, I mean, we were extra cautious on the fuel thing, and he has a small tank in his truck, So, was, but his truck's actually really fuel efficient and ended up being, like, really, really, really efficient, mm -hmm. and we didn't need much. But, well, it was very, I guess, I guess when I, my point I was getting to was it was very casual approach mm -hmm. on that first day as we were like, well, let's just go to Dead Horse. I mean, at this point, we've driven the whole fucking highway, really haven't seen any caribou at this point, so hopefully... We get to toward the end, and maybe we'll start seeing some. And sure as shit, you get uh, out of Pump Station miles. Two, yeah, about twenty five miles out. 
there's a head of like 20 or like 200 across the sag out on the gravel bar mm. and there's some random trucks off the side and we're looking there's like five trucks so like no one's there. making a fucking play they're and just they glassing them these these caribou big bulls are standing on the other bank 40 yards right their longest shot if you walk to the near bank and they're on the far bank 40 yards oh really and i was like why aren't they shooting well, there's no shooting to be done, but it's just I didn't no know one's why. making I a play. Know, I didn't why know what the etiquette was. Shooting to be done? Well, I didn't know what the etiquette was. <laughs> well, there's was. no... You weren't going to shoot those things at, you know... 40 yards? Nah, dude. They were, they were fucking... They were a thousand yards off the road. No, no, no. What when we first about? drove into Dead Horse. Yeah. When we first saw those things, they were standing on the riverbank. When we pulled up and there was like six carloads of dudes who were all talking to each other and I was like... I was like, Do you remember they, were, they were down there laying on the ice and shit. No, when we first were on our way to Dead Horse, yeah, and we decided we're going to Dead Horse to get fuel, and I said, I was like, dude, there's caribou, and there's like a group of like there was some on the ice, but there was there oh, was some smaller, big bull, uh, that small group of bulls though. Oh, like ten though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big bulls standing right okay, on the river. Right. Therefore, so I'm like. That's a and it's in the open area. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's an all day shot. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's going on because there's already five cars parked, five or six cars parked, right? So we just stopped because I'm like, here's a whole bunch of caribou. Yeah, we made it. We're here. We've arrived. And I was like, cool. This is exciting, but we're looking at like I was like, well, etiquette wise, like, are they pulling their bows out? Or? There's dudes standing there with bows. There's guys standing out of trucks talking to other guys, but no one. I was like. Do these groups all have, like, one guy who went across the river? I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm looking at the river. This is our first time really looking at the river other than when I went in it for mm -hmm. cold plunge. But I'm like, it was shallow. Right. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what's the problem? I didn't know. So I was asking Brandon. I'm like, Brandon's like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I was like, but why is everyone, like, why is no one, why is no one shooting one of them right yeah, there? Like, right. I guarantee you could walk down to the near bank and they are not even going to move because they have that barrier. Like, right. that's why they're over there. Right. They're not worried. Because, I mean, we're, we're only 30 yards from the bank, near bank. Right. Like, the highway is close. Yeah, you walk 30 yards. And so we shot. just decided, we are like, well, we don't really know how this is working. So let's just do our dead horse thing. And then let's come back. We know there's caribou here now. So it's, day, it's literally yeah, beginning of day be one. Yeah. Beginning of day one. So let's just go get our shit done in dead horse and come back. That's what we did. So we left that. Yeah. Well, and I, Daniel went, stepped away, but I've got, I, I shared, I think I sent you guys maybe some videos during that day we went through Dead Horse and the caribou were uh, laying down next to the fuel trucks in the shade. Mm -hmm. the well, first, first we, we roll in and you like, you get in and you, have you been there? I worked there for 17 years. Okay. So, you know, yeah. like, you, you were in Dead like Horse the too, Jack? I've been, I've been in dinner a lot. Okay. Like the Dalton T's to go to the yep. operations. And it's like, yep. there's a science like Arctic Ocean. Yep. And the rules of it. And there's literally two big bulls like standing right yeah, there yeah, yeah. by the Arctic Ocean yeah, sign. Yeah. So we're like, we're watching <laughs> that. Bugs above them. Yeah. We're watching that. And then, and then we're just like kind of cruising around. We're trying to figure out where the store is and the gas station and all that. And 
Then we like cruise through ASRC's yard because it's like nice. Mm -hmm. And there's literally like, well, we were, and we, no, we got out. I guess we went through there because not because it's nice. Yeah. (laughs) But because we got out and we were filming and taking photos of those bulls and they just lazily walk across the road and they go in there. So we follow them in there and then there's like three more and they're just laying down the shade under a like, Fuel. Oh, these are all the ones that are across the river when, yeah. when you guys stop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, that I mean you could have easily walked up the side of the river and taken one. Right? But that's farther than it looks. Um, it's still not over. Well, well here, I mean, there's a better perspective of the distance here in a second. There was a the few truck. there was a few right on the bank. Okay, there you go. There's a little bit more What's the problem? Oh, she has got one in the rack, got one there. So she you see the distance between the road. Man, what, was right. anyone so crossing the, the stream and trying to get ahead of them? We did. Oh, you no, did. No, but this is further down the road, though. That's the second group. I mean, it looks like you can cross right here. You can't. Oh, hell no. That's deep as oh, shit. No, no, did no, you no. guys bring a pack raft? No. No, oh, man. Nobody that, did? That was... We made one. When, when we talk about, like, the, the do's and don'ts and, and some of the mistakes and... Uh, not even mistakes, just learning lessons of... Yeah, learning. ...of what to do, um, which... I mean, there were some things where maybe I was like a little frustrated or or disappointed, or maybe there was like despair that set yeah. in where it felt like it wasn't going to come together. But as we as we covered day one, this was our greatest opportunity and the most action that we got our, for our entire hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do another water, please. Um, and this is when we rolled into town right here, Jack. You know this scene. Oh yeah. There's just two monster bulls. Just oh, yeah. why can't you can't? They're not. They're they're they're, they're in a no hunt zone. Yeah. Well, one really big bull. Yeah, they're just nice. Yeah, you're right. They're, the the one was that was a pretty exceptional caribou there. Um. So, as you enter Dead Horse, there's there's a this a, is a, like a, in town, dude. Yeah, this is like you're you've you've reached the end of the hall road, Daniel. Thank you, and. You, you got the sag on the right, and you roll into town, and then there's this marker that's like non-restricted, no hunt zone. Mm. And it was really very – the coincidence is very funny that all the biggest, nicest bulls that we saw in the whole hunt were primarily over in that no hunt zone area yeah, yeah. in the river basin where the sag kind of starts separating before it dumps into the Arctic Ocean. Mm. And, um, and right there, like, it's almost like they know that – I mean, from between here and where it dumps in the Arctic Ocean's like another ten or fifteen miles. Okay, that's what I thought. It's it looks like it goes way, way out it's there. A long way. Okay, but uh, but but these caribou like they don't seem to like really jet to the mountains until like the first like storm. So you see them around, but then you get this blizzard in on August twentieth in Prudhoe, and then all the caribou are gone. They shift out. Hmm. Yes. Well, some local dude. Uh, that was working a um, flagging area pump station three ish. I think said that uh, his son said that they leave usually around November and they they go to the mountains. That that's their typical. What, yeah, that's we, lately. We, that's we, just lately. Yeah, I mean, he said in November they're yeah. all in pump station four. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I mean November, September is like December here. So September fifteenth, right, yeah. like September fifteenth, right? it is winter. So you, there's this window between like maybe like August fifteenth, probably August twenty fifth, and like September fifteenth, where like 
you're going to get some like no sea blizzards like you wouldn't want to be out there you know yeah. kind of shit yeah and that's like right when that comes like the caribou are gone mm-hmm. they start like all moving well i feel like the ones even the bigger group we saw i feel like that's not really part of that porcupine herd yeah, like those are kind of resident oh, okay they acted like resident kind of caribou that hang out there a lot don't really migrate far Mm -hmm. kind of maybe they go to pump station four or something they don't go much further yeah yeah i don't daniel it definitely wasn't we didn't find any herd Um, and that was the most we saw yeah yeah Uh, yeah okay and that day like the big herd is um, like i mean you see thousands moving together we came back Uh, from dead horse back to them so this is when we that was the day we did make that first day oh okay so we had a cow uh, and a calf right on the road. Man, yeah, I think a this lot is, I think trucks. this is our way. This is on our way back that day, right? I think this is going into Dead Horse, I believe. Cuz there were sacks So on are the right. all these guys hunting? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So, so like how many hunters are you seeing? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen one like new 10, yet, like 100. <laughs> I don't know how many videos I've got of, of the actual U-Haul guy. But 10, at, at, 10 at every given every given moment on this section of the road, for sure. I said oh, really? At, so at, in, at a minimum. So at, at, in a day, you'll see like 100? Uh, hunters? No, you see the no. same you see the 10 same or guys. 12, uh, 10 to 15 yeah. dudes. Yeah, that's right. That one dude was super camoed out. They all, it's cool. It's a, a cool you catalog for caribou. Those are all caribou uh, back there. Yeah. Yeah. So this, like, we were like, oh shit, day one. Yeah. This is what's up. Best day. Mm. Fell off after that. Oh, really? Dr- dramatically. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, so we go into town, we get the fuel. Now we're like, well, shit, let's go back to where that group is and let's figure out what the hell's going on. So we get back. Now those trucks had now moved on. So it's almost like the consensus and the the caribou the the caribou pushed back from the river onto this like we didn't know at the time it looked like snow but you couldn't really tell but they're on this ice and they're chipping at the ice licking the minerals oh yeah there was like a white minerally like salty and no one was hunting those ones no because I I mean all we can figure is that none of these dudes wanted to cross that river oh so we sat there. Did you guys bring them. shorts and stuff and sandals? You can just cross in that. Yeah, well, we I d- ha- definitely I did. The, I had those little over. I mean, you see yeah. us crossing. That's when well, we crossed. Oh, it, it is. Like we went, we went across after. Oh, you did. All right. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were we parked in a spot and like, like we where we saw the caribou, and they had moved back, and they looked like they were like bedding down on the ice and laying down and licking it, and they were like, they weren't going anywhere. Um, I, I just, uh, this is a video of the, those bulls in town. This is ASRC's yard. Um, yeah, there's like three other bulls on the other side of that truck. Delay sure is kind of annoying, huh? The what? The delay. Oh. It's yeah, all good. That's it's fine. a robot. Mm. Yep. Man, they're so little for how big their horns are. Massive. I know, they're awkward animals, aren't they? And look how narrow that one guy is compared to the other dude. Mm. And then there's dude. those dudes like. Oh, yeah, hiding between. Oh, yeah. shady over here, dog. They're always under the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, shade. Yep. Shade. Some racks. Like a little wind. <laughs> I mean, it was so just like, what the hell, man? I mean, we're, we're you just go two miles out of town and you're you're hunting. But those guys aren't out I'm there. Like, 
Go fight that guy. <laughs> Go fight that guy. That's funny. Yeah. So we so we so now we go back. It's midday now. It's like you know two or three in the afternoon. We we burned some time in Dead Horse and dinked around in there. Uh, so we park and I'm I'm looking. I'm like Chad. I think we can fucking cross across that flat right there. Mm-hmm. I'm like worst case scenario. It's like waist deep, like yeah. nut deep. Yeah. We could probably push in there. It's like 60, 68 to seventy. It's nice. Yeah, man. I'm like, dude. Go in your underwear, dude. Who gives shit? Yeah, so we went real light. We went real light. We just needed to pe- Like, when we came through, we just didn't know. I was like, I don't know what the etiquette is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we didn't want to, like, jump on the hunt. The, we just saw these other know, trucks. If you're in a... If I'm if I'm somewhere and I have a camp, I felt like I'm in the... There's five other truckloads yeah. of hunters. So it's like, yeah. well, who was here first? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Who pulled up first? Yep. So we couldn't just yeah. jump out. When we came back, they were gone. They were right. gone. So we parked the truck. We evaluated the situation. We decided to throw our packs on. Let's just go to the river and see if we can find a spot. So we cross a little spot. And we're like, all right, cool. Halfway. Eyeball it. He throws his cute little overboots on. I'm like, I'm going to walk him dry. So we that was the video we took. It was only really like knee high at yeah, any given time. It didn't look we just zigzagged across. We get across and we're like, fuck yeah, dude. So we're how in, far are the they now when you get across? They're kind of, um, mm. they're pushed back from the river about 100 yards. Do they see you? Yeah, they. I'm sure yeah. they saw us. Yeah. Cross. I mean, they have bad eyesight, but they didn't. And then we went We went downstream. For, once we got across, feel all, like the way. Feel we all went the away from them, think, and, I, and we, were, we knew the wind, the wind was very prominent to blowing from the river to, to them. So mm. I was like, we were like, we got to get behind them. Yeah. So that's what we did. And we took a... Long route, and we tried to stay in the little braided oh, we, creek. Did bottom. you guys leave it, one person where like another person would nope, push them? No, we not, not yet. No, we weren't going to do the that. whole like pushing them thing. We no, just, I like, meant like the accidental push. You know, like if they feel the pressure, so then they. Oh, uh, we weren't really them. there yet. We were just going to get to that point yeah. where we we're going to start making moves. Yeah, where they were, the they little, were all they were so grouped up on that ice that we couldn't even hunt them anyway. Not with a the, bow. The group of bulls that were in there, they because, were so... Because it was like you would literally have bunched. to intentionally shoot them in the shoulder blades so you don't have to pass through. Right. You you couldn't have shot. So we were just going to get like... They're going to they're gonna spread out at some point and start feeding again. It was like noon maybe? Oh, no, it was later than that. It was, it was really late. It was like mid-afternoon. It was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon at that point. We were we in Dead Horse there. that long? So you guys yeah. just waited it out? To see when when you were yeah, like I well, got, either way it's light till yeah. well it doesn't get dark yeah so I mean it's light till we, tomorrow we cr- we crossed mm. the creek at four o'clock in the afternoon oh, and, see that's why I yeah, had when, no when you're coming up behind them and meandering were you able to like stay low enough they couldn't see you yeah we could yeah. stay and then we went we followed all these little like, braided creek bed things and like little low nooks where yeah. the where the so, water yeah cut we, st- we right. stayed we stayed away from them. we were in on it we were in, we were in it. Uh-huh. And by the time we got into it, like they stayed, they stayed huddled up. We were hoping they would move somewhere. We we're watching them forever. We're behind them, and they see you still or no? They're not seeing us. No, they don't know we're there. Uh-huh. No, not they don't at that know point. we're there at all. And we and we have the wind now for sure, like drastically. It's uh-huh. pretty strong wind. And um, so I was like, hey, I'm gonna move to this other area because I think. Eventually, they're going to step up out of that creek bed 
uh, the ice they're on because we can really only see their racks. Uh-huh. And they're going to start feeding on this thing. So I'm going to move over here. Uh-huh. And then in my moving there slowly and crawling and whatever, they moved. And so I got I caught, got caught before yeah. I got to the bushes I wanted to sit by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they moved. A, a small group of them moved. Fast or? I just got up and started feeding. So I was pinned down. And I, it was at that point I realized, like, if I don't, if I just, keep my hat low and I don't make eye contact. Like they're not really worried about me. They can't Mm -hmm. smell me. So they don't care. So they're kind of just like, they look at you, but if you just hold still, they're just feeding. Mm -hmm. You know, Chad, look at them all. You can hear them. Oh my God. That's a lot. hundred or so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. See a few bulls in there. Oh, that's am I in that picture? You didn't uh, put on your. This is after the. This is after they pushed. Am I over to the left crying? Yeah. Oh, you got to yeah. put your browns on. Okay, so what happened? Okay, so so I was looking at I was looking at the timeline. So we crossed over around four o'clock in the afternoon. We really got in position about six forty-five. So mm-hmm. it was about a two-hour process from the time we got across the river. And they're going towards our, the road now. No, 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 they're like, no, uh, no. they're away from the road. Oh, okay. Like, if you're looking out from the road to the river, there's like that river that you saw. Mm-hmm. And beyond that was like scattered braids. Mm-hmm. In the middle was frozen ice. Okay. And then just a little bit beyond that, maybe like another quarter mile, half mile, probably quarter mile. Was another Was another branch. braid of the sag. Mm. So they were like on a gravel bed between highway, sag braid, kind of high country mm. area and then another sat another braid so we were working our way in the nooks and crannies and what little bit of brush was in there to get into position to this point where uh we were on a spot and then we it was, the decision was made that we were going to separate and not try to get into position together that we felt yeah. with all the eyeballs that was on us because even though it was, and let me be clear: the, the, these caribou we got close to, but you—it's not like you got in like shootable positions. Like I mean, how far were you from them? Well, by the time before, let me back up. So at this point, we're like within maybe like a few hundred yards as they're kind of rotating around and, and moving. But they kind of did like a circular thing on the gravel bar. So by us kind of finally sitting put and and just staying still, and then Chad putting himself into a little position separated from me, kind of he had. His his foresight was they're going to rotate around and walk around right there, and he fucking nailed it. Those things rotated around, walked around, and I think he got within twenty yards. Oh really? Oh he he so officially what got in. What happened? You missed. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> That's why we're sorry, here, man. We're here to sorry, talk about sorry, it. Buddy. No, we're gonna fast forward to the following day right now. But they so, did circle back, and you had like an opportunity. Yeah. So in this yeah, video, in this fucking bed. Oh no! Does. You got the shoot and miss. Yeah. Everyone does. Damn. Was it on a real nice one or the biggest, the biggest one? Biggest one heard. Oh, oh my! Really? And it was God. twenty yards. Yeah. Damn, did you not eat breakfast the next fever day? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have I haven't eaten in since then. He's <laughs> 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 withering away. It, it happens to everybody, so. Doesn't oh, it? man. You miss over? What was crazy? I, think, I feel like that's a thing that you say when. Miss over. When <laughs> to make someone feel better. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. Uh, so it's happened to you? You missed at 20 yards? I've missed animals I should have killed before. Oh. Uh, I think way. that happens a lot. 
archery. Does it? Yeah. I missed I the sheep I should have killed. Before, why do you think you sure. missed? Oh, I know exactly why I missed. But I'm not going to say because it's <laughs> kind of a um, fundamental. I will off the air. I will tell okay. you exactly okay. why I missed. All right. Well, so for my perspective. It's not an excuse at all. Like, I, sh- <laughs> I should not have fucking missed, period. Oh. No, 20 yards, dude. Come on. Do you see where your arrow went? Could throw my fucking knife. Yeah, right over its back. Well, what was kind of L- painful? Luckily, luckily, what was kind of painful? Mm. Was luckily, I missed the way I missed because yeah. I didn't hit another animal. Mm. Yeah, that was great. I was that fucking was great. when I when I saw that bull not react. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, which one of these motherfuckers is falling down?" Right, yeah. right. Because I was like, at that yeah. point, I was like, "Did you have time to to um, load another arrow up?" Or yeah, right. no way you miss again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not from 20 d- yards d- okay. different shot yeah. kind of rushed quarter not, not 20 uh, yards yeah okay i, I missed the shots Damn. because i Probably i was 40 yards you missed too uh, no 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 no. i missed the, you guys uh, just I, flinging arrows all over <laughs> no no i didn't have no we're not i dude, got to the point of knocking on. arrows as far as i got you lit him on fire and shot his plan was fil- he was filming yeah yeah so, but he didn't see. He couldn't see me where mm-hmm. I was because I wasn't to where I was supposed to get, uh, which he could have seen. Yeah, because I got caught, and I didn't want to in the transition. And I didn't want to stand up with the camera and, and look because I was like, "Fucking." Yeah. Were you standing mm-hmm. up? We finally had him coming knees. in. You know, we were you like, shoot for yeah. didn't want to blow shot it. from my knees. You do I, that. I felt like sometimes. Or? <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. It was going. It was going epically to plan, dude. It was going so well planned i know I, I couldn't believe it because i got when i got caught i was like oh fuck i'm blowing out all this shit mm-hmm. and they were like not reacting that much to me as long as i just didn't move and i was just holding my bow and i was like sitting on my feet on my knees you know because mm-hmm. i was crawling on my knees mm-hmm. and hands and knees to get to where i got and so i was like when they caught me i just like sat back on my feet which were like numb by the time mm-hmm. you know they started moving enough to where and they were spread out enough where i felt safe enough to take a shot without worrying about a pass through yeah killing another animal yeah. especially when my bow's going through targets yeah yeah <laughs> so i was super worried about that and then uh yeah well it was painful because i he was filming i was filming i realized film. i couldn't see him anymore i didn't want to blow it so i put the camera down i just got my cell phone out because they were getting closer and closer and closer and i'm like oh shit i might actually How have far, an opportunity far away from I, I range i was able to get a range it was 57 yards oh, yeah. from where i was at and they were walking toward me but yeah. like angled yeah and in a big ass group yeah like in like uh that was um I feel like this. They were moving. Was it? Yeah. Well, this is after Chad had shot, so I had grabbed my camera back up because they were coming at me, and I put the camera down. I stopped it, put it down. I knocked an arrow because I thought, well, mm-hmm. if Chad plugs one and they just keep wor- walking by me, I'm gonna have like a thirty yard shot, like broadside. They're yeah. gonna walk right in where I'm sitting on that gravel bar. But when he had his mishap, mm-hmm. they shifted and started going kind of away. Mm-hmm. But and that's my, where you see the my shot didn't walking spook away. Them. So they no, weren't, no, they they weren't just, running. They were just like, it was just they were on the same pattern they were. And they mm-hmm. just like kind of shit. They were just pushing back from the river. They just right. diverted a little bit. And so, so then they settled back down. Yep. Chad settled back down. 
Well, I was. And and we came back over and he told me what tears. happened and I'm like, all right, man. Well, they're not gone. This is like this isn't over. Mm-hmm. Not pep talk to him, but I'm like, dude, this ain't fucking over. Like yeah. they're still in here and we're still over here and they're not blown out. Well, earlier during the hunt, the stock, I had spotted a really nice bull separate from this big group with another small group, probably a thousand yards away. I mean, mm-hmm. way the fuck out there. And uh, it disappeared and bedded. Well, <clears throat> this happened, and then the caribou pushed away, and then th- at this point, they were pretty far away. We were just kind of hoping that they'd rotate back around, which they actually did based off my actions, which mm-hmm. is crazy enough. Mm-hmm. I see that bull get back up. I decided to go full rogue on my own. Yeah, he, well, which, he's like, I'm going to go for this. And I was like, okay. Yep. I was I'm like, going to circle around here and see if they come back to this ice. Because they kept, whenever they were getting spooked, they seemed to come back to this ice mm. and huddle yep. up. Yep. Mm. So they like, would like, they would leave and then come back around to it. So I was like, they, I'm going to go this opposite side, get wind. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, I'm going to go after this. Mm-hmm. So we split up. But we were going to be shooting opposite directions, mm-hmm. so it was like perfect. Yeah, and I I felt the one of my biggest wins of the of the archery hunt, and just in terms of like a first experience, is that I got to the point where I dropped my pack, I marked it, I started like crawling and you know being careful, and I got I ended up ranging 103 yards from that bull at one mm-hmm. point, and I was like, "Fucking dude, I'm I'm like, was it I'm, moving?" It it was just kind of grazing and eating, but right. like circling, not not going away. Just yeah, he was in the same spot, in, but moving around. Um, another count of calf were over here to my right, a couple hundred yards away. Got past them, so I'm like, shit, man, I got past them. Mm-hmm. I'm working my wind. I'm like, I look back, I can't see Chad anymore. I'm kind of on an island now, and I'm all getting pumped. I'm like, dude, I fucking, I think I can actually do this. Yeah, yeah. Started getting confident and excited. I. So I range, I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to like try and, you know, close the gap. I'm going to go 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I go 10, cow pops up 10 yards away from me. Wee-oo, 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 bedded. <laughs> fucking alarm, dude, out. Everybody's gone. I'm like, God Bummer. damn it. But I, I, I just was like, you know what? This is all the shit I read. This is all the shit I fucking watched on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of stocks. Yeah. You shit, stocks just don't yeah. always go work yeah, out. Totally. Got to go in. You got to go to know, you know? So I pushed this little group way around in the back, going back toward the highway now, back to the sag, because we're kind of in the middle now. Sure as shit, they fucking loop around, and then they get the other, the other group that came back around to the ice, get them pushed again right back oh, to fucking you. Chad. So the whole time he's doing this, which is like another hour, Easily. I'm watching that group still, and I, I just go to, I'm like, well, I think they're going to go back to the ice. So I'm getting set up by the ice. But the whole time, like, he's gone. I'm looking for him, and then once I lost him and couldn't pick him up anymore, I could only, like, every now and then pick up the caribou that group that he was going for. I'm seeing, like, well, now these, now there's trucks at the road again. Oh. And now people are out. And now people are realizing seeing us over there like oh they can cross so they're it. like oh well these dudes don't give a fuck about getting wet they didn't see it no one saw us cross so they didn't see this spot yeah which it's, it wouldn't mean that like all you had to do is walk down there and, and they look. see you Take guys 10 out minutes. there and they no. obviously I, could I see feel, us. i felt like they could see us they, yeah if they couldn't could you elevate it on the road and you're looking down if on the they river couldn't see me man they ain't fucking looking all right 
it's not that it's fucking flat and yeah. barren yeah right they hadn't seen me moving yeah, yeah. movement They're is seeing all these the caribou so now these caribou are coming back to the ice and i'm like stoked i'm like okay how far away are so, they so now we're on again a few hundred probably, yards yeah maybe a couple hundred yards at yeah. that point but they're moving my direction so i'm like i gotta get back to the ice before they get back to the ice so i start moving now because i can't see brand like can't really watch what he's doing and i see these dudes getting out of the car so i'm like shit man okay so I'm just like, well, dude, they're going to like go back for this other group that's heading back towards the ice. This yeah. is group's heading back towards the river. So I'm like, I need to stay up wind from them. And so, or downwind. So I start moving back and then to I the see, ice. Yeah. And I, I see three dudes come from a truck and like they split up the two dudes and one dude and they just come across the river like chest deep <laughs> like just we're getting wet we don't care yeah so they get across the river and i'm just like and now it's like me group of caribou and them well the caribou are coming in anyway and so like they run this thing where the two dudes are gonna flush them mm. and push them to the other guys so i'm i'm watching them through binoculars and i'm like you know we're three four hundred yards apart well now the caribou come in between us so now the caribou are there and i'm like okay I, I get i get another no. chance and they're not in shooting range for me yet but i'm like i get another chance like we're, we're back in the game well i'm like i'm moving to get into position i'm now i'm like fuck i gotta race now now it's not me against these caribou yeah. anymore it's me against the caribou People. but also against these dudes yeah and these guys are just like they're not creeping up to the river they're just walking standing up straight up they're not trying to hide at all so i'm like what the fuck is these guys is play and i'm like I, I, I don't know how this is this how they experience i i don't know if they've been here before yeah, i don't yeah. know if there's their first time i have no idea so like they come across the river like chest deep i'm like damn yeah, I was watching. I'm like, these motherfuckers. Maybe I should just spot. let them have it. Like they're more committed than me. I wore some. <laughs> what do you call them? Oh, your cute over boots. Cute over boots. <laughs> <laughs> I wore cute over boots. These motherfuckers are just it's like nipple deep in water, wearing. So we need the hydraulic waders. I brought mine actually. The chest ties. Um, <laughs> when are we talking to Kurt from Stone Glacier? Because I want to. This is the product he needs to make. And I was telling Brandon, mm. why do they have these stupid overboots? Just hips. Because they're not like, you can't really go in something yeah. where you like deep. Like, because yeah. they're like hip waders, but they're not you really hip waders. Yeah. They're like yeah. pretty low on your thigh. Yeah. Why doesn't someone just make a damn pant? Yeah. Like a full set of pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to strap them to your belt to keep them up. Like you just, yeah. it has a belt. Yeah. yeah. It it's goes over everything. Barely any more material and no mm -hmm. one's done it. Anyway. There These guys come across, so now I'm like watching this guy, and I see this dude going in his pack. And he's pulling out something. And he's unfolding it, and I was like, "Is oh, he gonna?" Take care of I was like, "Is he going? Is he going white trash trash bag?" And I'm like, zoomed in. I'm like, "Dude, that thing's purple." I was like, "What the fuck?" And I see him unfolding it, and I'm like, "No, yep." He's going with the caribou picture that you put on the front oh, of yeah. your bow. Yeah. So he puts that thing on and. And then uh, he starts just walking towards the caribou. Yeah. Like that thing is mm. guaranteed to work. Yeah. 
not even not trying to hide at all just walking straight at the yeah. caribou at the herd and so the herd starts moving away from him yeah they start moving and they're kind of like they're coming into a spot where like at that point i saw like okay these dudes are crossing they're gonna flush them at some point so like i go to where they're gonna go where they had went before so i got behind that ice and i got good wind so i just move in these things like low as shit in in the creek bottoms or like they're barely creek bottoms but braided stuff that's mm -hmm. lower and i'm like they're gonna focus on these dudes because these guys aren't even trying to hide All right. so i go as fast as i can i get over there brandon's still back there and well, i didn't uh, want to move yeah and i get now i'm in i'm in a super i was like i know this is where they're going when these dudes do blow them out yeah and i'm like you're gonna push them to me you dummies thanks yeah and so i'm sitting there but i'm watching this one dude with that thing and he hasn't got closer than 100 yards from him so he doesn't have a shot but there was two maybe three times in there where i watched him pull out his rangefinder and so like he's ranging and i'm looking at it and it's pretty flat like i'm behind a little bush yeah and the caribou the big caribou is directly in line with me oh man and i'm direct i am looking as dead nuts into his laser rangefinder as you can look like we are that square yeah and no matter where he moved we always wound up that square yeah because i was paralleling that big and he was parallel to it every time and i was just like is he gonna shoot i don't know i can't tell if he's like he's probably 100 and i'm probably 300 200 but i'm like fuck dude if this guy misses high because he just tries to take a bomb mm -hmm. like i don't know how far like i don't know the ballistics of an arrow but i know they go 300 yards yeah and you probably don't have to get hit with one that has a fucking razor blade attached to the front very it doesn't have to be going very fast yeah. to do some serious damage to you so dude i'm kind of freaking out like i'm like if this dude draws his bow i'm standing up yeah and like waving my hands like fucking don't shoot yeah because it, it was it was there was a couple scary moments in there where i was like dude if this guy pulls his bow like i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin this whole thing for everyone like yeah. i will fucking run straight at these things because it was like it's scary to look through binoculars directly at yeah. someone else looking yeah. through yeah. something. Yeah, totally. And so, and he doesn't see you. Oh, he saw me, man. Because oh, so I think then he knew you were there. But so I they think come around. You were that they come around, and now like he he never like <clears throat> he's acting like man. These things think I'm part of the herd, but they never let him into shooting distance mm -hmm. ever. He just kept pushing. And so them. he just kept pushing them, and I'm like, and not you, towards you. They, yeah, they were kind of circling around, and they did get to right where I thought they were going to go. And then it wound up that a bunch of them were going in front of me, and so they were moving too fast. I wasn't. Yeah, you got I was, any of those videos? Too? I wasn't going to get a shot on. Um, were you within range? Mm -hmm. No, I was probably 50, 60 yards right. on the main group. Okay, but then I could hear like as I'm watching them, and I'm down in this creek bed, like up on the creek bed, which is a couple feet higher than me. I can hear like. When they're eating, they're like snorting, grunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that really loud. Dude, I was close enough. I can hear them farting. Right. And so then I'm like, I peek up over the creek bed and I'm like, well, at this point, it's not, there's two shooter bulls in there. They're not, 
we were, they're not the biggest bull in the right, herd, right. which is what we were aiming for. Right. But I was like, these guys are blowing them out. I'm yeah. watching this guy manipulate them around. I was like, they're going to keep going. He's never going to get one. Yeah. So if I don't take one of these. And so like these ones are like behind me in the brush. And so I kind of had to be like, mm. and them to be like, and then they drop down on the creek bed. And I'm just about to draw and they kind of pick up the pace and they go out of there. Mm. And that dude is standing up. And as soon as I'm like, have my bow like this and I'm following him, but I don't draw that guy sees me seeing him and he just drops down and hides for like 20 minutes. And I'm just like, Dude, I've just stand. I've been watching you for forty-five yeah. minutes through yeah. binoculars, dude. He finally. I know how you. many buttons you have that's on your shirt, crazy. dude. Don't yeah. hide now. <laughs> Don't fucking hide now. Oh, yeah, that, that was so kind of annoying. It was like, and so like that guy waited until I walked towards Brandon because I literally sat there like, "Are you seriously gonna like? How long are you gonna hide? Like, I was yeah. at that point, I was curious. Like, yeah. are you really gonna hide? Like. Yeah. And yeah. sure enough, as soon as I went the other way, he, he stood up and headed back to his friends. But that was... Uh, Did they apologize? No. Hell no. No, he blamed him no. for ruining his own. <laughs> no. Dude, that was the mildest. Of oh, really? Trip. Well, that, oh, my and, and, God. Yeah, because that, that's day one. So that, that, I mean, we, and I'm glad we really elaborated heavy on day one because that really truly was kind of like our hunt. Well, was, it was the best was window, really, and I shit the bed. And the so best, best window. Like, as much yeah. as I'm bitching about these dudes, it doesn't matter. It should have already been yeah, over. Yeah, you could have bagged one earlier in the in the hunt. Um, yeah, I absolutely vomited all over the tundra. So oh. yeah, late, late enough, they 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 finally pushed away where it was like, okay, there, there's no more opportunity to. Yeah, and it feels like they're they're kind of rattled and pushed, and At that point they they blew out of there. Yeah, they were out. Yeah. And when they go, they go. You know, all those yeah. caribou who are... Yeah, they weren't cool. looking back. So we go back, set up camp. Pretty late, like midnight-ish. I think I got some photos I was looking at. Oh, yeah, definitely <clears> midnight. Had a good dinner. We want to... Well, we talked about getting up early. We did? Not as... No, no, not the, not the second day. We, we kind of like slept in again because we were still kind of recharging our batteries. Yeah, we were like 7 So it was a long-ass day. Cause we, you know, we, I think we, we went seven eight. We didn't get we didn't get off the river until like ten o'clock at night. I mean, mm. we sat out there for a while trying to, you know, hoping that they'd come back around and that whole thing. So, um, so the next morning is probably where the reality and and kind of I remember having this conversation with Jeff Lund, mm -hmm. uh, mediocre uh, podcast on step. Catch a can on step. Yeah. Is that you changed it? <laughs> Oh, mediocre, yeah. mediocre Alaskan. He right? changed it to on step. I, I didn't realize that was effective already. Yeah, he I said know. it when he came on our show. I know oh, I know. Man. he said he was going to do it. I just didn't no, realize it's it. On step. It's on step now. Why? Okay. Man, mediocre Alaskan. I don't know. I like so that good. way better. So That's all right, good. Jeff. I love you, dog. Uh, but he, he had <laughs> he had shared his frustrations and his displease, displeasure, whatever, about the hunt he did last year, Yeah, which kind of reminiscent of what what we experienced so day two is truly i think what the hunt kind of is for that particular area in terms of like road hunting so we kind of start approaching the area uh as you're entering the dead horse space where you start seeing trucks and hunters and guys on the road yeah what do we decide we decided that morning we we're going to go to dead horse and work our way back since mm. we were seeing yep. we were seeing yep. most of the stuff closer to dead horse so we were like We'll go to the All boundary. The 
and then we'll work our way back. Gotcha. Right. Well, in the process, there's now caribou working their way uh, south from Dead Horse as we're working our way north mm-hmm. up the road. You're on, on the west side of the highway. So opposite the sag. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a group of maybe, what, like 20 caribou, something like that. At least uh, 10 bulls. With with bulls in there. 10 and, pretty nice bulls. And, well, what had happened is there was trucks ahead of us, and they had already started maneuvering themselves to get in position to, get to try and get yes so we kind of like we see this going on and we're like oh shit there's like guys setting up and we're like well what should we do we're, we're kind of like uh, once again here we are on the road like what's the fucking etiquette there's all these other trucks up there and i'm like well i think if we went up here and stopped maybe they'll walk right by we could get a shot right oh no fucking toyota tacoma comes flying up from behind us i never forget this kid's stupid ass face looking at us in the window like, <laughs> like, what are you guys doing fucking driving so slow? You know, because we're like yeah. trying to just slowly approach this We're driving like situation. 10 miles an hour. Yeah, we're like, well, let's just see what's going on. And these guys are like, and we're, and we're driving slow because we don't want to spook the caribou. Yeah, yeah just like it's just. Because we're like, people are hunting them. There, at that point, we saw a couple people in the ditch. Yep. So we're like, okay, people are on these. So yeah. so you just so you just got to like let it let it happen and not like. I'm like, I don't want to yeah, mess up their hunt. Yeah. So we're going slow, and this Toyota just comes by at like rips 50. in front of us. So the, here we are, kind of on the shoulder. Dude rips in front of us, stops angled. Passenger jumps out of the truck, like he's gonna shoot one on the road, and realizes like, hey, dumbass. There's already people here. There's people <laughs> on the shoulder, like positioning themselves, because th- that's kind of what the hunt is, man. It, it's a haul road hunt. It's you're, you will get opportunities off the road. Like right off the damn road, mm-hmm. yeah. and you just have to kind of be in the right place at the right time to execute it. Because yeah. that day we saw a lot of bulls get killed. Uh, but well, what we tell them the game that the the so the main tactic of what people are doing. So the main tactic was that they were leapfrogging the herd. So essentially, like well, this dude dropped in, got a shot. Got a bull down. The herd moved. Trucks rip up the highway. Stop. Well, that, but Those that dudes. was that was the like result of too many people. But the yeah. main tactic was, if you see them on the side of the on the west side, which is not the Sag yeah. Riverside, you know that they're gonna at some point they're gonna cross the road. So what people were doing where they were stopping, they were getting on the Sag side and using the road as their cover because it's oh. raised, right? So they're down in the ditch, yep. and so they would. Yep. So that if, if the, like, it always seemed like the when the caribou were coming in from the pipeline side, the western side, they were kind of paralleling the highway, but they were also angling towards it, mm. and everyone knew like kind of the spots where they usually cross. Mm. And so what everyone's game was was they were gonna park, and then be the if if you were the first one to see the caribou, you parked, you got out, you jumped in the east side ditch and you just peeked over saw where they were and you kept walking Mm. south until you were going to be in the spot where they crossed so there was people playing that game yeah but then everyone's waking up finishing their coffee and now the carloads of people show up and this is when the fucking dumb shit starts and that's the leapfrogging where now what everyone winds up doing is they're para they're forcing like all these caribou want to do you can see it 
They want to cross. All they want to do is yeah, cross. They so every time cross. they made a chance, there's a, another car leapfrogging another car. And these these dudes are like, it's not like a, you're not the DMV and like you got your number and you're like, oh man, I'm next. So if this yeah. dude misses, like I'm up. It is fucking get in your truck, coal roll the dude next to you, just whoop, pass him. And then pick the spot where you think it's going to work out. And then the dude jumps out like, you know, four or 500 yards ahead of the caribou, right in the middle of the Goes grass, out waiting on their for side. the caribou to go by. On their side, because he's like, well, none of these motherfuckers are going to let him cross. So the whole game of like where you're actually hunting and using a blind mm-hmm. is now eliminated. And you're just like running out in the tundra, squatting down and hoping they walk directly by you. Which we watched one go by a guy. He didn't get the one he wanted, so he plucked one in the back, and, you know, he shoots it, and it drops. And then now the herd is, like, scattered out. So at that point, and I really, where I, where I failed is I should have gotten the camera out and videotaped this, yeah. filmed this. I, it, I was in such awe at the utter lack of etiquette and just Shock and fucking disgusting display of hunting that I've yeah. ever seen. That And, and I, I say that out of frustration now, but really because i'm really reliving it but in hindsight i kind of got we started talking about the whole idea of like road hunting and that the premise behind it and it's and it can kind of be wild west and it and it's like you can judge it and get pissed out it but that's kind of what the hunt is mm-hmm. and, if, and, and to be perfectly clear it is totally legal what these guys are doing yeah and I, I, if anyone's ever heard me on this podcast i constantly say that if fishing game and the biologists and the people that make the rules say it's legal i don't have anything against it but i'm not going to participate in yeah. it we chose yeah. not to participate like in that 40 man. mile caribou herd yeah like, yep the shit yeah. that goes down up there Fuck yeah that. And, and i think it's a it's a, i think it's really a caribou thing and we kind of both yeah. knew that we, yeah we yeah. both knew that, but Going we just thought it. because... Well, because you hear the stories in your Archer. 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 Yeah, you have some Whenever you tie archery to something, you think that you eliminate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different version. <laughs> and there's nowhere you could, like... You couldn't, like, get up, like, on top of the car and, like, spot something 500 yards away kind of thing. We would do. No we were looking mm-hmm. miles out. We were looking so far out that you'd, you'd see stuff, and then you'd, like, put your binoculars down, and you're like... Oh shit! That's a you can shoot that with a rifle. <laughs> that yeah, is, thing's way out there. That is way on far. the pipeline side. That day, I did see scattered herds that had bulls in them. You could see on the horizon line. You could see the antlers, and they were like walking like under the pipeline or in front, and they were kind of scattered over on that side. For some reason, that morning there seemed to be a lot of caribou on that uh, west side of the highway. Uh, but they were like, I mean, they're moving, bro. So it's like. What are you going to jump out and grab your pack and go hike for two hours to that point? And they're going to be yeah. five miles that way. It's like you yeah. couldn't. So what so is the strategy next year or next well, time? Well, before I get to that. So we chose not to participate in that. Yeah. So we pull out of there. We're like kind of disgusted and kind of frustrated. We go back to our Rightfully sweet spot. So. We're looking off on the distance. We see bulls maybe from that group scattered a little bit. I mean, it was working for them dudes. Every every one of them dudes left there. Oh, a, that day, dude, we saw so many so. fucking heads on top of trucks. It was like, oh man, because when I mean, we when we pulled out of there and then came back later that afternoon, there was just everybody was driving by with a caribou on their truck. 
Yeah. We're like, oh, they just leave. So it worked. Fucking but plucked them just, all out of there. Yeah. And we were like, hey, man, if that's if those guys are proud of it and they're stoked and hey, that's how they got the their freezer. caribou. I mean, day one, I forgot to mention, we had a small caribou. And as a matter of fact, the guys with the truck in the video that had the big rack in the back, yeah, they were behind us. We moved past them. This small caribou jumped off the river, ran right behind the truck, dude. I got out with my freaking bow, and I'm... Got his tailgate was, down. Yeah, he was like, walking our knocking way. Knocking an like, arrow. And I'm like, that, it's like from here to the fridge. And I'm like, uh, it's a small bull, but it's right there. Yeah. It's day one. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like in the parking lot. Like, I don't yeah. feel right yeah. shooting this I mean, right he's now. Literally was, like, lead, like, if he stepped forward, he hit his shin on the hitch of my truck. You know? I, was I was like, like fuck, dude. And so then it, it feels weird. <laughs> and then I was like, we were like, okay, we passed on that, regathered ourselves, and then jumped back in the truck. And then those dudes went down the road and shot it. So oh, I was like, no. I was like, fuck, okay, like, uh, is that? I was like, wait a minute, did I fuck? My, did I fuck up? Did I? Did, I, did yeah. I just pass up on an opportunity? I knew I did, because I can tell you right now, on the last day, I shot that damn thing <laughs> for sure, right? <laughs> Don't pass up yeah. with on the first day what you take in the last. Yeah, that rule, say that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm being crow on that, but it didn't yeah, feel. How many caribou could you take? Three. Three. Well, it was hot. I don't know, man. I just, I wanted to make a stock on a caribou. Yeah. I, totally. I felt like that's yeah. how I wanted to do this. Yeah. I wanted Chad to get a caribou first, not me. Mm-hmm. There, there was just a plan in my head, and that was like everything against day it, so one. I passed. Yeah. So uh, back to day two, we chose not to participate. We go, we decide to go back south where we think maybe the those Caribou just got rattled out, and they mm. went way down the highway, and then they would eventually cross over because they ended up pushing a big group of bulls away from the road. They just ended up going away. West? Uh, west, yes. So we went hours later. Sure as shit, those bulls had gone down the road, crossed into the river, out into the sag. We went and walked down to the end of the uh, an access road and glass what were one decent bulls, uh, a, a second one decent nice-ish bowl and then a, a third small one and they were bedded on a gravel bar totally on a little like green part of a gravel bar but like in a would have to cross some water again huge braided area where you didn't have any cover on the approach and so we sat there and looked at those bulls for, for three or four hours and me personally in hindsight i wish we would have made stock on those because Number one, they wasn't weren't with the shit show. They weren't in a big group. M- meanwhile, they're they're not great bulls, but they're they're stockable bulls that were bedded down for hours on end on a beautiful day where we had the wind. The approach would have been tough because we would probably got busted. But in hindsight, I feel like because we were there doing the work, we should have just went through the motions. Mm. And even if we didn't get, it would be fun. A shot we could have yes, and and so. But that was probably the biggest regret from that hunt we're where tor- I was like, we're God torn damn it. a little bit too in that. Just we, we knew that there was other ones that were trying to cross the road still, and we we're thinking that they would try yeah. to link yeah. back up. Mm. And so we were kind of waiting for that to happen because then they would everything would have to pass in front of us because at that point we were down to the bluffs. And so, like, they couldn't, the ones that we were looking at, they couldn't really go go any further they would have had to go up these bluffs so like we figured that if the others made it they were going to come through where we were which was you know there was just there really wasn't an approach and you we and if we had had any wind if mm-hmm. the wind would have been even remotely in our favor but that wind is very prominent 
uh, coming out of the west heading east and they were east of us so we, we had a like, good wind if we would have made the right play but would have been tough to have had, gotten close to go without getting the river. spotted yeah, or way the fuck so later that evening and early that evening we ended up going further down where there's a truck down in there in a spot and we're like glassing glassing like oh man these guys must have jumped off and maybe went like headed for the five mile mark like they were going to go deep or maybe they saw something so glass and i see these beautiful antlers kind of above this brush line i'm like oh shit dude that's a fucking double shovel beauty you know i'm like oh shit so we drive down jump out of the truck we start suiting and booting and these two trucks pulling behind us and we're like motherfuckers man everybody's driving they see a truck we pull in we saw trucks so th- now more trucks are pulling in so we're like yeah. god damn it they're like oh uh we're looking for a guy, some guys that their truck fits that description that went into Dead Horse earlier today. So they shot a caribou and injured it and across the river, and they were in need of a pack raft. And uh, we're like, okay, well, uh, we don't know them or whatever. And they're like, yeah, that, that's their truck. So we're glassing, glass, glassing, and there's three dudes standing on the bank, like five, 600 yards away. And I'm like, oh, there's three dudes over there. And they're like, oh, that must be them. So they, like, try to get their attention. They wave. Well, me and Chad are like, well, I don't know what, like, where that bull is or whatever's going on. So let's go down to the river and just investigate and see what's up ourselves. We already got our packs on. Let's go down for a walk. So get down for a walk and realize that I'm like, oh, shit. I think the bull that I saw is the one that they injured. Mm. Sure enough, we got into range. That big bull stood up, and you could see a big red blood patch in his chest. And he was like limping and like kind of hurt. And so there were some other bulls laying down that were smaller, younger ones that must have been like riding with him, but he was hurt. So they were like hanging out with him. So we ended up watching these dudes get this pack raft, inflate it, cross the river make the stock in there, spook the bull, miss the bull, and then fucking never found it. We watched those guys for hours mm. trying to get that bull. And you guys could have killed it for them? Well, we were we, we were thinking to ourselves, well, we'll just stay on this side. The river was pretty And deep. God forbid if they, they spook them out and they run across, here we are. You know what I mean? And this is kind of good toward the end of the day where we're feeling like our day's getting pretty bleak as mm-hmm. far as having an opportunity. So it was just interesting to yeah, see that. that There's point, nothing those like guys did wrong. I'm not, I'm not like jab, taking jabs at them. I'm just saying we witnessed another side of the Hall Road archery mm-hmm. hunt yeah, yeah. Uh, aftermath, if you will, or mm-hmm. result where, you know, they... they no, those, they, those dudes did everything they could to try and... I mean, they did bull. their due diligence, man. They worked hard for like hours to try and get that bull. Mm-hmm. They went and, and found someone, let them borrow a pack raft. They went across. They did everything they could. They just they just had an injured animal. They even took their sweet-ass time making their approach at it. We watched it all from the glass, watched mm-hmm. the whole thing, and it was like, yeah, they did man, those guys did a that. fucking just, awesome job of that. They got busted. Yep, yep. So that was, that was the end of day two. So things kind of just started getting really bleak beyond that point as far as seeing we were starting to see less and less caribou in groups and they were just onesie twosies and they were all the the nicer ones were way the fuck across the sag and so it was like well are we gonna make a play like to go all the way back in there you know we just kind of him hot around about making that happen and it just never felt like it made sense to go across over there which we were thinking we were going to cross we originally crossed but we still had another braid that we we're going to have to tackle which i was pretty sure watching caribou cross it earlier in the day they were they were neck deep so i think that braid mm. might have been 
almost impassable or we would have to get real creative. Um, hence, at that point, needed a pack craft, right? So I'm going to fast forward to the second to the last day because everything in between that was kind of a redundant, no. repetitive. No. What, what part? I'm not skipping the grossest shit of all the whole trip. Oh, I was gonna. I was leading up to that because oh, okay. that's all in the same day. Okay. Talking about red canopy douchebag. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I want us fast forward into no, this is our second to our last day. Early in the morning, we leave our camp. We're headed to Dead Horse. We see a truck and a, ca- a camper off the side of the road. These are some new hunters we hadn't seen driving the road. So they, they must have showed up like late last night or earlier this morning. You know. I mean, it's five a.m. You notice the new trucks coming and going. You're like, yeah. okay, those guys got some caribou. They're gone. Here's a new truck of dudes. You could kind of start. Yeah, we literally seeing. have nicknames for everyone at that and, point. And, it, and later it got more U-Haul rigs there were. Yeah. And that's no joke. Every day that started proceeding, it was a U-Haul truck, U-Haul van, another U-Haul van. Um, so we're, we're coming in toward town. We're kind of getting into our sweet spot. And we see the truck and camper. And we're like, oh, shit, they're doing exactly what it, Chad had uh, explained earlier in the conversation. They were playing the highway thing, but they were dialed, man. There wasn't a bunch of distractions. There wasn't a bunch of other trucks and hunters. We slowed down. or I'm, We, they, we they, slowed down and went past they've been on it. They've been on it for a minute because their truck is a half mile away, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, 600 yards in front of us in the ditch. So you can okay. imagine, so like it's the same thing. You're running north-south. We're going north. The caribou are on the left side. Yeah. They're on the right side, on the mm-hmm. other side of the highway. We creep past them very politely, slow. We're like, don't want to blow their stock. We don't bother the caribou. We don't bother them. And I'm like, damn, this, they, they're getting set up in a good place. They're yeah. following them, just waiting for them. And their cross. caribou are coming in. Like, are this they nice the narrowing like, it down. They're, they're close. Yeah, one, one nice one for sure was in there. Yeah, they had a nice bull in there. There was two shooters. One was, like, really exceptional. And... We go up to the marker, and we're like, oh, shit, nothing's going down. Turn back around. We're coming back. Now we reapproach that truck because we're now going south. That truck's on the right. They're on the left. Caribou are on the right side. Now they're, like, right by the road. So we stop. We're like, oh, man, we're just going to watch them cross and fucking arrow one of these things. Yeah, like, like, awesome, man, right? they're in yeah. perfect position. Yeah. You guys are going to arrow them, or are they? No, no. they're going to arrow them. Uh, when we yeah, went- we stopped way back. Like, let them have their opportunity. We yeah. went by. We saw it was a couple. The yeah. dude and his girl, and the girl is out. She was the one that was a shooter, and he was like filling her in on where to be because he was peeking over the road and think and guessing where they're going to cross. And they nailed it, and that's what we saw. Their so timing, we yeah. just stopped. So we yeah. stopped, and we're we're stopped, and now we're watching like almost the finalization of their thing, where the caribou are starting to approach the shoulder, where they want to start nosing their way up over. And he puts his girl out in the field, and he's up close. So they're, like, spread out and putting themselves both in a position. Like, let the one cross. She'll shoot one. And let the other bull come over. And then he'll shoot one. Fucking blue Duramax. We've watched this so dude no, racing. Well, another dude came the other way. He sees it happening. Stops. So he stops. So he's right. on the other side of them, kind of where we are. I like, think he even turned his flashers on. Probably 1,000 yards from them, both sides. Yeah. So he pulls off the road, and he stops. So now they've got... Us stopped, that guy stopped, they've got the whole road to themselves. Only thing that could really blare through here at this point would be a tractor trailer, which they're not gonna stop. They've got a bit they got a job to do. Well, we're watching this fucking truck racing up and down for three days, old Duramax with a red canopy and a fucking canoe on the top of it. Yeah. The dude and this dude's f- always going seventy. 
every single time he's driving by. Like, I don't know if he's, if that's his version of road hunting is just like flying up and down the road until one's like right by the road. Cause he's the one dude we know has a boat <laughs> and he ain't using it. Yeah. Never took it off that we could tell. He comes fucking flying past us right down the fucking center. Now there's caribou in the road. The caribou have come up on the road. He comes flying past us, smashes his brakes. Not but just, you know, a truck slowing down is pretty noisy. Fucking blows those caribou. Oh, he's right? spe- he speeds through the whole thing. Jesus. I mean, he hit his brakes, but he hit it again. Only to avoid the caribou that was in the road. He blows through that. He's seen us. I know he saw her. Oh, he definitely saw the caribou. Absolutely saw he that. saw the other truck. Blows the whole thing. Blows up. their shit. They've been working on probably for two fucking hours. Blows it. Now the caribou. Now the caribou sprint by her. She's ranging them at thirty-two yards. And I'm like. And it, we, when we were when we were like going to sleep the night before, I was telling Brandon, I was like, "Here's, like, I know this is like legal, and I know this is how road hunting works. I just thought it was going to be different because we have it's a archery thing." I was like, "But yesterday's thing with the leapfrog, like at night, I was like, here, here's my issue with it, is that." If you get in line and you play the game and you do the leapfrog and then you get set up and you go out there and you're waiting for them to go by, there's someone in front of you who they got to go by first. And you're wishing for them to fail for that guy to either, either they don't come in range or he misses. And I was like, that's my problem with it. Yeah. Like, we're all hunting. We're all trying to feed our families. Mm-hmm. But now, if we're going to play this game, we have to want someone else to fucking fail. Yeah, and that cool. is yeah. lame. Yeah, that was a lame, lame feeling, man. dude. It's super lame. Yeah. And so that was, like, bad enough. Yeah. But now, what this dude did, and you know who you are with your blue truck and your red camper and your fucking Coleman canoe on top. Was a you did what, in my eyes, is hunter harassment. Mm-hmm. And it, literally, when I told this story to a couple different people, they were like, do you think that person was like an anti-hunter? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, no, this dude's like full camo and shit. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, well, it just seems like something an anti-hunter yeah, would totally. do. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because now you're not even ass. like you. You have now taken it to a whole new level of like hoping someone doesn't succeed so like you're next in line you're not this dude was not even he didn't stop it's not like he blew through him and was like now i get a shot he kept driving (laughs) all the way to wherever he was sure looked like he did it on purpose and so like i'm like Mm. now you ruined a hunt for someone yeah that you weren't like for no reason other than to be a prick man yeah, and, and there I, is no like there is no that. possible way. Yeah, and I have to no rewind. I have to rewind that because that was know. that was the third day or fourth day. Because yeah, the because the fifth day that morning, we went down. Okay, so let me remember that was that was 
not the second to last day, but that was when we first met that couple because we talked to him afterwards. And we're like, damn, we're really sorry what happened. That guy's an asshole. And the boyfriend or husband was kind of like, well, you know, whatever. Like, that's right. Kind of shook it off. Like, it's yeah, road like, hunting. That's kind of road hunting. And we were like, we're over here just like, motherfucker, want to like, chase yeah, this guy down, yeah, you know? Totally. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, let me find where that so, guy so fast I'm going to lose another arrow. Fast forward to the next day. We go, down to the, <laughs> we, go down, we go down to the marker. And if you guys remember, I sent you guys that video where I got up on those bulls real close yeah. out of the ditch. That morning, they were on the they were on the legal side, non-legal, non-shooting side. And so I went down that creek and I just like. Filming them. Film, went up there and filmed them and they turned and started walking. I was like, oh shit, well. Damn, if we go back over to the marker, they work their way this direction. They might walk that way. They might walk right past the fucking line, and we'll be in position. So we park the truck and wait hours, I think, several oh, yeah. hours, oh, yeah. several coffees. And the fucking things cross the sag. One stays non-legal. The other one goes to the legal side. So now we pull out, and we're watching from the road. And then we watch this other truck pull in. We're like, who's this fucking guy? Spot going looking at this thing. It's Ken, man. Oh, Gibson. <laughs> he even gets his bow out and walks down in the road. He's like, "Oh shit, that's too far across the river. I can't even cross the river." So he comes back, and we ended up bullshit with him. Well, so later that night, uh, we we go back to camp. We come back, and we see that bull, the one I video that's off in the ditch, right, coming out of Dead Horse. Yeah. And and then there's that mound I showed you guys in the distance. So we're like, we're going to go over there and set up, and maybe this thing will come walk in this direction. Well, guess who's parked at the end of the road at the marker right at the river? Where we were. Where all we were morning. all morning, and Ken was, is the couple in the camper. Oh, nice. Just like posted. The people that had their... That got fucked. Uh, yeah. Yes. That got fucked. They're, can't, they're literally backed in there. Uh, no, nosed in. No, nosed in? Yeah. Or back, it was, I thought they were nosed in. Anyway, oh, they were nosy. So we're right, so now right. we're we go to the gravel bar thing. We're kind of getting desperate at this point. Like the whole like wanting to cross the sag and make a stock and be traditional. Or like if well, one we, walks we went around behind this gravel bar past the shooting zone, it's going down. Like right. <laughs> it was a really nice bull. You well, guys we're saw looking it. at a bull and he's he's past the shooting marker like ten yards, but he's bedded like back. Like you couldn't make the shot from where you had to cross the river to get a shot. Yeah, but he's better there, and we're watching him for like, hour. and I'm like, I'm just like, we need, uh, we have to cross the river. We if we had a raft, river. we, we would have crossed the river and then made a stock and shot him. But it was but too we sat deep there to looking. walk across. Or? Yes. Oh yeah, no, yes. not happening. At that point, you couldn't even like. I went down there. I threw rocks in it. You couldn't even see him hit the bottom. Like nothing, and there was no sun at that point. So I, I was like, cold plunge. Mm. I would do that, <laughs> but but you had but but it was like I was like, dude. Coming across a river, carrying like keeping your pack dry and your bow dry is one thing. But then coming back come across back. with a caribou yeah. is a whole nother thing. And I was like, well, I don't tempting. care about getting wet. But I was like, we need a way to get stuff. So I was like, I was like, we're going to Dead Horse. He's like, what? I was like, we're going to Dead Horse. I have a fucking idea. So, you got a tractor tire? Yeah. yeah. I was like, we're gonna go find an inner, inner tube yeah. out of a loader. That's right. And I'm going to, I'm going to tie a rope around it and yeah. I'm going to put a carabiner on it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go across the river with it with hundred feet of rope. And then I'm going to send it back to you yeah. using the current. 
Yeah. And you're going to send it back to me using the current with our gear. And then you're going to get on it. And then you're just going to like tie the rope to it. And you're going to just like, it's going to, I'm going to hold it. It's just going to pendulum yeah, you totally. into the bank. Done that in the Eagle River sheep hunting. I was like, we're going to do it. And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. This sounds like some shit. It works. And I was I like, mean, I was and he like, was thinking like I was going to get like a car tire. And I kind of like, I get it done. Like I find a dude, this guy's like, shout out to Bryce Construction, none. dude. Yeah, Bryce. He was like, let me call a guy though. And I knew that. This is the Colville gas station. I knew that when you change just from working, having equipment, when you like, you know, the North Slope is like the most rural fucking place in the world so yeah. i knew that when you change when they like tire the only reason tires go bad right you, you don't really pop tires very often on a loader i mean you cut them on something if you're doing like demo work and stuff but up there they, there's no reason for them to pop a tire but when they dry rot and they have to change tires yeah. i know they're required to use like a new tube they can't put a even if it's good so i knew someone had to have tubes and this guy was like, he's like, let me call this guy. And he's like, yeah, man. Guy actually thinks your idea is fucking funny. So he said, come grab one. So we go over there. And I was like. Did he blow like, it up for you too? Well, he had to because they're oversized valve stems. Yeah, and right. I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I have a pump. But it's like a for, you know, my razor. It's like a little car tire pump plugs in yeah. your gas. That would have taken forever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, just, just inflate it big enough that it'll fit in the back of my truck yeah so we did that and i come out with that and brandon's like oh shit this might work <laughs> oh you didn't go with him you were watching the caribou well he was no, uh, no, no he was we with in me truck. in the truck oh, but okay. i ran into this yeah, place because he I was, was just skept like, i was very skeptical about the whole I was idea like, dude, it's a great idea i was like only one of us has to get wet dude yeah. well then like, we went and I'll got rope wet. and i'm like well i got i got tarps yeah. and i'm like i got my hydraulic waders so i'm like you can actually put those on kick across you don't actually have to get wet yeah so then i started buying in i'm like okay this is actually pretty fucking yeah, cool yeah. we only have to cross a 20 yard section of the river it's not a, like a big break. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's running hard, but we just had to get across, and we were right. in the the motherland because all the big bulls are on the other side. Right. So and there were some freaking really nice bulls off there in that in that river basin area. Mm. Oh man, dude, majestic. Um. So you would have had a lot more stocks if you had a pack raft. <laughs> yeah, well, you could get away from the people, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would have had. Like we probably would have gone to places that we otherwise wouldn't have, and then ended up crossing, and then ended up seeing them out there, and then going for them. Well, you can float that happen. river. Like we yeah. didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't even know like if it was like navigable. Man, I wish we, we saw all talk because this is like stuff that I actually I haven't hunted it, but I've been there so long. Yeah, I could have helped yeah, you out on known, all like, that. Yeah, you stuff. could definitely like, float that. Yeah. Watched a solar rip up the river. Oh, you couple, did. Yeah, all right, a couple that's guys cool. had some caribou. Oh well, whatever. It's but then they made it illegal to take the solars on there. Plus, you can't go to Ivashak, so it's really not that worthwhile because Ivashak's a. Well, I can tell you right now, it's like you have to be river. lucky on water level. Yeah, there's probably barely enough water. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's and, shallow, and I hear yeah. it's drier than that more it, more times mo than not. The, so, all the times that I wanted to hunt it, it was too shallow to even float it. Yeah, in um in like mid August. So you guys were probably there on like a high water year. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there was that, and uh, what else did we see that was? Well, now we're coming back. Yeah. After getting the inner tube, and we see that bull in the ditch. In the ditch, and he's like, he's kind of meandering towards the boundary, mm -hmm. and we're like, 
Oh shit, this motherfucker. So we so we go down the road and we notice that that truck is parked where we were and we're like, shit. Yeah, we want to go back, spot. back to we that got the spot. tube. <laughs> it's gonna go across the river again. It's gonna be right where it was. So we go up on this big mound where they got like gravel stockpiled. And we're glassing from like 30, that. 30, it's 30 literally the highest point for like a hundred miles. Yeah, the highest. So we're we're up there and we're glassing this whole thing and we're watching this thing and dude everyone. There's like all these yeah, cars like that are running. They trucks. go and they stop and then we're and I was oh. like, ah, oh, the, and then now these guys pull down into the outlet and the other guys pull on the other side of the road. Ken got one the car game, pulls in. Like, right, yeah, right. One guy pulls into like where we are and I was like, here Jeez. we go again. But that thing is slowly walking over an hour and a half, right, to, and I was like, we're like, it's going to cross the river, right? And then when it does that, even these people in the truck, they're not going to shoot it because they can't get across the river. Because that guy, when we saw him the second day or second time, he was like, man, we've seen some really nice bulls. But he's like, we've gone up and down this river, and we cannot figure out a spot to cross it. And we're like, oh, yeah. Maybe there isn't one. Yeah. We didn't want to give up anything, and they were yeah. by far the coolest people we met. And But that thing was walking directly to them. Yeah, so it parallels the road toward us at the gravel at the gravel pit, and then we realized there's all these other trucks that are all like, oh, get in position, get in position. We're like, all right, fuck this. We're not in sweepstakes anymore. This is dumb. But if it, it's going to cross the road. So it crosses the fucking road before it gets to us. In the legal area? No, in the illegal, in the illegal area, area. He's still in the illegal area. And he just cruises angles right toward the river. The truck and camper, they are parked on the boundary road. Okay. They're parked on it. So yeah. all it has to do is go from one side of their truck to the to other, the other and side. It's and it's shootable. So we're watching, and this thing just angles and angles and angles. I'm like, right where you were parked earlier, where we've been parked all morning, parked for hours that just morning. Just could have stayed there. Yeah. Went to for get an inner tube. Hours, and yeah. we would have went to get an inner tube. Got a caribou. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna speed this up. Caribou crosses, is angling perfectly for the front of their F350. Uh -huh. I'm like, he's gonna cross so the much river that. Though, okay, right? so nope. They they're getting right, before they get out of their truck. Another truck pulls up in that boundary road. Guy gets out of his truck and grabs his bow. And it's like, we're looking at this guy like, come on, motherfucker. Like, what do you think those people Their are Their fucking truck has already been there for hours. They're not like, up here picking blueberries, dude. I was going to be so mad if that dude started approaching with those people right there, 300 yards down were, the road. Were they already in position on the other no, side of their no, no, no. They were still so in their when truck. when the dude got uh, out of the truck, they got out of their yeah. truck. Because they were just watching the caribou. Yeah, yeah, the they're sitting in the truck watching. So the caribou gets to... They sneak around and hide behind their truck and camper, the husband and wife, while the caribou just goes right in front of the mound, in front of their truck. Yeah, so they're, truck, they're up like 10 feet. And it's they're like, like right here. Because they went flat and, they and it's like it. river. They, they can't see them because they're, where they're behind the truck. It's kind of down the river. The fucking thing starts feeding. Yeah. For like 20 minutes. And we're like, oh. They, they know he's the there. The suspense is killing like waiting, everybody that's watching this waiting thing. for him to step out into the legal. This dude's on the road watching. Ken's watching from his with his fucking binos. We're on the hill watching. There's the U-Haul guys <laughs> that were up the road. Two like, sets of Had their knives guys. like sharpening up, ready to go help butcher it with <laughs> <Yeah>. them. 
Because <coughs> they ended up too. going and helping him. Clean oh, it. they ran out there. Uh, they were trying like, to get it. They fucking photobombed him, I think. Oh, so geez. they, so the, we're watching just suspensefully, like, oh my god, Caribou, would you fucking walk around the truck so these people can sh- get a shot? Yeah. Boom! All of a sudden, you see the Caribou disappear, and you see the antlers, and he's popping up out of that riverbank. It looked like the girlfriend, wife, slung an arrow, missed. It started speeding off, slowed down. Or hit it and it ran. Or maybe hit it. But it ran. Dude took a shot at it. The husband? Husband. It runs and stops at about, got to be 50 yards from them. 60 yards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's pursuing it, and then he takes a shot. It runs again. And then he shoots one, like his third arrow. Had him in fucking seven, like 70, 80. 70, 80 <laughs> yards, dude. This thing is quartering away, away. And we're like, I mean, from our perspective, it was, like, it was a long far. shot. He fucking nails that thing. Yeah. He I gets mean, it this time enough to where it can't yeah. get away anymore. Now it goes down. Uh, well, he, it bedded and got up and then he had to shoot it again. Oh. He shot three. She shot one. So it was four shots sure. to end up taking this thing down. And they got a fucking... Really, really nice bull. But we were really happy for that couple. Yeah, Because yeah. of what happened to them yeah, earlier yeah, in the yeah. hunt, we were like, if anybody got it. Oh, like, it was the same couple that It was that, that same couple, oh, yeah. Okay. They, so, they deserved it. So, uh-huh. and then, and then you know, in closing, in terms of the hunting side, you know, the next day rolls around. We're like, hey, we're, we'll hunt this whole day, willing to spend the whole day here, or we'll pack up and bounce and start working our way south and we went down to the end glass all those big beautiful bulls are on the non-hunting zone over in the basin like what are we going to hope that they walk over all day long like they were basically in dead horse yeah they weren't moving so we ended up deciding to pack up early and came back and that's when we run into the muskox and had a beautiful drive now we did stop and camp in galbraith Uh, i didn't camp sorry we stopped had lunch thought about camping decided to go for a walk did what like six seven mile round trip ish? Yeah, seven um, miles up behind Galbraith, kind of like what we talked about. We went in into ri- I took my rifle. We went into rifle area, but we didn't see shit. Yeah, we got into rifle range. We we're in rifle Enough, area. That's how deep. He had his bow. I had my rifle. I was like, let's just go because for a the walk. road gets you already like two and a half miles off the highway. The road back to the oh, Galbraith campground, and then you only got to walk like two and a half miles, yeah, and you're yeah. into the yeah. five mile zone. And you didn't see anything out there, <laughs> boot, bro. Fucking it's crazy that like the hunting. We didn't see. I didn't think we saw a mosquito. I didn't see a bird out there. No, and that shit. Not a beaver, not a bear, not a wolf, not a nothing. Mm. So the all the caribou were in like what like a fifteen mile yeah curtain. yeah twenty twenty miles twenty so 20. weird man yeah like, you know, it seems like it'd be way cooler if they're spread out like hundreds of miles so it spreads every pe- all the people out that's, that's what, how I thought it would uh, be so reverting back to the like imagining imagining and what your perspective of what you think the hunt's going to be versus mm-hmm. the reality of it it's like damn we had to drive eight hundred miles to hunt. 15 20 miles yeah yeah you'd be so better you'd be like better a, off getting kind of a head set out or floating i think i think running the river floating the river would be cool yeah i have yeah. a bunch of research i can share with you about floating i had two trips that got canceled because of weather i think you can float it from like so. you can put it in there at like a pump station two basically and that's gonna give you i don't know i mean oh, it's 56 miles country. of uh road so it's got to be you know 
60 plus river miles and yeah. and i think there's the places there where you could like get out camp i mean we saw we saw a couple airboat trailers mm-hmm. and we found out that that was an outfitter that runs uh people out and they also have two float planes that are on a lake right right basically by the little pull out that we saw the uh trailers for that I got their name. What were they? Arrowhead? Yeah. We got to wrap outfitters? this up, boys. This is going long. Yeah, it went really, really long. But, um, yeah, I guess just to, to wrap it up, man, it was a great experience. It was something different. Definitely would do things a different way. Yeah. Um, we'll do it again. Just not going to be part of the road hunting. I don't blame anybody for doing it. Yeah. Except that asshole in the fucking Chevy with the canoe on top. Yeah. We're that, looking for that you. That guy's what color was the canoe. Yeah. The canoe was yeah. green. It was just a little Coleman mm. canoe. Hey, man, it, it's all good. Now we know, like, I'd rather go hike miles off the road and float down the river or get across and not yeah. see caribou than do that bullshit. So yeah. now now we know. And yeah. I don't deter anybody. It's a great non-resident and resident opportunity. That's what it, the hunt is for. It's a beautiful it, place. I mean, you're in, you're in Anwar, dude. Yeah, yeah, I and, mean, one, I and one thing I wanted to say that, that was amazing, and I'm not a bird watcher, but the bird watching the bird uh, oh, species yeah. that you saw, like oh, there was geese and shit. I didn't even know we're in Alaska. Crazy, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, the habitat was amazing for oh. bird and waterfowl. And those little murder birds, we still yeah. don't know what those are. And the ptarmigan, man, the ptarmigan were, were silly. I got video. I'll show you guys those dodo brains running around and shit is bird central but great opportunity great thing anybody that's traveling last we didn't even give a shout out to austin homie with the jeep with the battery that was fucked up we helped him yeah got him you know figured out he needed a fuse for his he drove all the way up there traveling nurse traveling nurse from tennessee tennessee decided i gotta drive up to the furthest north i can so he just had a contract in anchorage or whatever fucking jeep breaks down in dead horse we ended up helping him and getting him into town he got a tow and he got a shit fixed so we thought all these good karma was gonna come our way it didn't work out save some birds i mean that day was amazing saved a baby bird a couple baby birds well at least i think extended their life by a couple hours with every yeah i know i thought they were the babies of the murder bird but i'm pretty sure the murder bird was there to just kill them because they were stuck on the road yeah so I don't think I saved them, but I at least there was a couple I baby saved geese, them from dying from a couple a baby geese were stuck in the middle of the road, like they tried to cross and they couldn't finish walking, and so Chad saved them. That put on leather gloves, man. Man, oh, things were biting the, the shit out the of me. Greenies were loving you, that you dude. Go. I thought at that point, I it was. I it thought was, at that point I was going to wake up the following day and there was going to be a like. A bull moose with like his, his like in the sniffing of the in the tent. His vitals were gonna be like <laughs> resting against the broad head of my boat. Yeah. And he's like, all you have to do is pull the string, dog. <laughs> like, I felt at that point we, we helped a dude that was broke down in dead horse. Yeah. Broke down in dead horse. Rescued a baby bird. Rescued two baby birds. Built a raft. Come Built on. Ra- I was like, dude, I don't know <laughs> what. Sounds more. fun. Great How story. Much more can great story. It's good shit. Great story. That was a long one. Hour over three, three plus. Yep, that was good. That's Thank right. you everyone for sticking it. through it. That yeah, was yeah. good. <laughs> wrap it up, but yeah, yeah, wrap it's it a lot up. to we digest. First day of school tomorrow. Come on, that's now. right. Oh, it is. That's right. Yeah. Got work to walk the first graders in. The yeah. title of this episode is Chad shit the bed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Yep. Chad works for you all. Well, now. yeah, we're you guys are going to be going moose hunting here 
coming up. You guys both got big trips, and Last Wild Project Studio will be pretty quiet for a week or two. Yeah. It's all right. We've been stacking. Yeah, we'll be eating oh. moose sticks next oh. time we're in here. Okay, yeah, we'll hell yeah, dude. We'll, we'll trigger him up, man. Yeah. Thank All you, Alaska. Right. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for coming in and sharing the stories. Uh, check out the website. We got our hoodies up there and hats and stuff like that. Uh, thank you to all the Patreon members, patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project. If you're trying to support, check out how underscore.org if you're really actually trying to do something other than like and share. Thank you for listening, Alaska. As always, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need, tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of aerobic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be high-performing and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge, can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop-and-tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. 
Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it. <laughs>